dream team. Adam, Bobby, Josh, you got the news feed. It's the big three. It's the dream team. Big three IDP. Let's go. What's up, you diehard, you degenerates, you lovers of defensive football? This is Josh Raymer, and we are back with another episode of the Big Three IDP podcast. And I'm joined in the Soad Shack and in StreamYard tonight by Adam Markham, Bobby Reynolds, and joining us remotely, it's Dr. Lee Lee, what's up, man? How's it going, boys? Sad I'm not in the shack. It looks great, but I'm, I'm doing fine remote here. I was going to say, we're going to get you down to the Soad Shack here very soon. Don't you worry about that. Quick little drive. It wouldn't be bad. Sir, keep you up in one of these bunk beds. That's right. We got oh. bunk beds on either side. Just pick whichever one you like. Don't I got me with a good time. I know. Some air mattresses up there. Uh, so we're. Uh, Whoa, we're you st- have double bunk beds? Double bunk yes, beds. Oh, sir. yeah. I didn't even notice. Yeah, we do, it, we do it right. See those dual ladders? Them dual ladders, <laughs> no, the, yeah, the dual ladders Bobby yeah, built on it. both sides. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to uh take credit for it, but it was here when we bought the house, we just repurposed okay. it for the soad shack. So it's uh, it's it's you know, it's it's blossomed, it's come a long way. We used to be like over in the corner over here, up against the wall, no cameras, like hardly like any lights. Like, yeah, we were just a couple, you know, a, a few chumps. Yeah, now look at us. <laughs> Yeah, I got fart noises going on. It's uh, it's a beautiful thing. I, I'm moving the board over here, Bobby. Just so you know, at some point, you will not touch that you board. Can't let that board be near Adam. Adam. I'm gonna get another board. Just have two boards. boards. Yeah, yes, sir, just board. Dueling, like dueling fart one sounds. One on this side of me too. No, definitely not. Definitely not. I think I'm gonna need to program one up here too, so we got three of them. Sure. There you go. You guys are just insane, but I love it, and I love the energy. I love the enthusiasm, Lee. We're excited to have you in tonight, man. We're going to be doing. The NFC West preview. This is the second to last divisional preview that we're going to do. Monday, we're doing the NFC North uh, with like, let's see, like uh, uh, six guests. So stay tuned. We've got a stacked lineup of guests. Uh, Maybe we'll, uh, Addy, at the end of this episode, we can let the listeners in on who they can expect to hear on Monday's pod. Stay tuned for that. That's going to definitely be the most guests we've ever had on a, on a pod before. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's gonna be gonna, nuts. We're going to give it a go. That's right. But we're going we're gonna to go out with a bang because we're going to finish up the divisional preview series on Monday. Then we're going to take a little break. Daddy's going on vacation with the family. But we'll be back uh, the week after that, Thursday, the night of the NFL opening kickoff with the Chiefs. And the Texans will be doing the week one preview. Lisa, can you believe it? Football is right around the corner. Um, I'm fiending for it, man. Just not having the the preseason is really taking a toll on me. I didn't know, realize how much I needed football. So the fact that it's right around the corner, it's got me itching. Seriously, we all I think we all took it for granted a little bit. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I think just highlights, clips on Twitter, news like just I don't know that we would have maybe watched. Maybe because sports have been kind of out of our lives this year because of the Rona, but uh, just more uh, relevant hype pieces. Yes, you know, yes. instead of all these practice hype pieces, the training camp fluff tends to get turned down a little bit once yeah. preseason starts. Just because there's that crowd out there that just likes to, you know, eh, it's, it's practice. You know, they like to always. <laughs> Addy on, doesn't bro. like that crowd. If you can't tell, not a fan of what's going on in Twitter right now. <laughs> yeah, Twitter's. Uh, People are getting a little too antsy, I think. 
We need the season to start badly. Right. Yeah. A lot of people at each other's throats. Um, we're not going to get into that stuff. We uh, that that ain't ever going to be us, boys. No, it's not. Um, we got to do better. We got to do better as a community. Come together as one. <laughs> but seriously, we need to chill out a little bit. Uh, you know, there's just uh, a lot of lot of lot of weirdness going on out there. Just ELE, in the words of Jackie Moon. Everybody love everybody. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's been our motto from day one, hasn't it, Bobby? Jackie Moon. Jackie Moon, That's baby. A good one. Yes, sir. So tonight uh, we have the NFC West preview. Before we get into that, Lisus, we made the announcement earlier this offseason, but you are going to be doing a very special pod for us on Saturday mornings. Why don't you take us through what that pod is going to look like now that we've got you back on the show? Yeah, so we're just going to run through some key injuries, both offensive and defensive, get you ready for the week. You might have some questions on how long a guy might be out or what kind of productivity you could expect out of someone. So we'll just go through the uh, the key players that popped up on the injury report for the week and see what we can expect out of them. Yeah, because we should mention this is not just like, oh, Lee's our buddy. Mm-hmm. We're going to give him a Saturday pod on our feed. You actually have medical experience. Let the listeners know, because God knows we can't articulate what exactly your job, you know, medical experience is. So why don't you explain to the listeners? Yeah, so I graduated with my biology degree. Um, went into the medical field, studying to be a doctor right now. So I know know a little bit more than the common folk here. Um, I'll, I'll extrapolate on what I can, but um, been in patient care for a little over two years. My expertise has been um, orthopedics specifically. So I know a lot about the muscles and the bones around there. And I've done quite a bit of research, had a couple papers published in the in the orthopedic department. So got got a pretty good, pretty good noggin full of knowledge here. So we'll, we'll put some good use to it. Ooh, I like that. Yes, full of knowledge. I could feel the yeah, insecurity bu- bubbling up inside me sir. thinking about, I know I have bones and muscles and stuff, Addy, but that's about the extent How do they work? Yeah. What's going on with them? I never know. That? I never know what's going on. So we are very excited, Dr. Lezis. We know you're not a doctor yet. That's not going to stop us from calling you a doctor, so don't even try. Uh, you are always going to be Dr. Lezis to us. But yes, your your pod will drop, um, you know, late Saturday morning, early Saturday afternoon. You're going to be looking at all the injury reports, like you said, to get fantasy players prepared. Maybe they want to sub a guy out. Maybe they want to try to pick somebody up as an injury replacement, because these are the little advantages that are going to make a big difference for fantasy players this year. This kind of inside medical knowledge, like if a guy's coming back from an injury, Uh, maybe you should wait till next week. That's what we're going to try to get into on the pod. We're very excited about it. Uh, We thank you, Lisa's, for uh, doing that pod for us. And we're very excited to uh, have you as part of the Big Three family. Happy to be part of the family. And Lisa's played football. That's right. Mm -hmm. We should mention that as well. Your background as well is not just in the medical field, but also you played college football. I got some experience. Four years. Uh, Division three, but that's where the hearts are. We loved it. We played every minute of it. So he got a little bit of it, played tight end, fullback, a little bit of a defensive end. So I got some experience everywhere. I know what I'm doing. There you go. I would have loved to have seen like a last chance you with Dr. Lesus as like one oh, of the main starring know, those, characters. Those guys are nuts. They are, man. They really are. But they I tear me apart. I went to a private liberal arts college. Could you imagine what I do down in? Some random Juco Alabama school. Yeah, and like uh, Mississippi oh or Kansas or Oakland, California. <laughs> be a whole other world for you, Lisa. Be a whole <laughs> other world. 
All right, boys. Well, let's get into it. We're excited to have the gang back together along with Dr. Lisa's joining us. Um, of course, Bobby, as we know, a Rams fan. Lee, you are also a Rams fan as well. So it only makes sense that you're here to help us with the NFC West preview. We're going to hit on the fantasy targets for all four teams in the division. And we'll, we'll Bobby, I know you mentioned this earlier. We'll, we'll zoom through the Rams. Yeah. We're not going to subject you to that. I don't want to stop for a very long <laughs> period of time. We can, we can go pretty quick on that one. But uh, let's start, boys, in the desert, in Arizona with the Cardinals. We're going to hit on the starting lineups, and then we'll hit the fantasy targets. So let's start with offense. You have Kyler Murray, quarterback, Kenyon Drake, and Chase Edmonds at running back, DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, and Larry Fitzgerald at wide receiver, Max Williams and Dan Arnold at tight end. On defense, you have Corey Peters at defensive tackle, Jordan Phillips at defensive end, Devon Kennard and Chandler Jones at outside linebacker, Jordan Hicks, Isaiah Simmons, and Devondre Campbell at inside linebacker, Patrick Peterson. I think they just signed, um, yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Byron Murphy is the newest addition there at cornerback because Robert Alford tore his peck and is out for the season. And then at safety, you have Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson. So we'll get to the defense in a second, which, Addy, we've been talking up, I know, here on some recent shows about, I think you mentioned that the Cardinals may have had the best offseason of any team in the league, and specifically the additions they made on that defense. So we'll get to them in just a bit. But there's been some exciting developments on offense as well with the arrival of DeAndre Hopkins. But let's start with Kyler Murray. This is the QB three for me right now in my uh, in my mental quarterback rankings. Uh, fun fact, when I was looking up Derek Carr's downfield passing acumen, uh, Kyler Murray, actually the best deep passer on balls that traveled more than 20 yards down the field last year. Wow. Like a 62% completion percentage. Hmm. So, Lee, we'll start with you. Where, How are you valuing Kyler Murray this year? So I've thought about this a lot. I think the addition of Nuke actually helps him a ton. Um, you mentioned the deep ball. Nuke's everywhere. He can catch everything. I have him personally in the same tier as um, probably Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, right around there. Um, probably second, third tier, whatever you kind of view him. I think his running gives him a lot a lot of um, advantages there. He can throw it wherever. Nuke catches everything. And, of course, of course, you've got a old reliable back there, wide receiver three, Larry Fitzgerald, who catches everything. So he's got he's got targets coming out of the backfield. Kenyon Drake, um, if he's healthy, catching everything. So I think he's got a lot of targets, and that running ability really helps him. So I think right around the Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson tier is where I've got him. That is that where you've got him right now? Yeah, yeah, same area. Um, about Kenyon Drake, that boot. Yeah, the walking boot. He's still Ooh. in it, from what I can tell. Lisas, tell us if this is normal, because I don't believe Coach uh, Cliff Kingsbury when he said that the walking boot was for normal nicks and bruises. Yeah, the wording there might have been not the best, not ideal, but I think it's more or less precautionary. You know, um, I read up they were helping um, Nuke out too. He had a little bit of soreness, so they were keeping them off the field. It's it's like you have your star players, right? You want to be pretty precautionary, especially with all the all the injuries happening around everywhere. I mean, look at the Browns; they had two, three people, star people, go down once in that same practice. So, what I've read up on, it seems pretty precautionary. Nicks and bruises was a little bit of a, a weird wording there, but it'll be it'll be easier to monitor once it gets closer. Um, the boot, I don't think is is that 
bad, really. If he were on crutches or something, that'd be awful. But I think more or less the boots precautionary. Yeah, it's just weird because I've I've had nicks and bruises. I think we all have. But the one time in my life I was in a walking boot is when I broke my leg. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's just weird that you would have a walking boot on. And I know it. We've seen it in instances like you've seen guys coming out of the tunnel after a game with a walking boot on. They didn't break anything. Mm -hmm. It's just for that, like stabilization and just to protect it. Right. Rightly. Yeah, and then a lot of them also has compression in there. So if he does have any sort of little bit of swelling from that, you'd be able to compress it up, get that swelling out. So it seems precautionary at this point. Yeah, so I've, I don't know. I'm a little worried about that. That just seems weird to me. I don't like weirdness, especially with uh, players I'm taking high in the second round, like where Kenyon Drake is going. But Bobby, I know you're excited. One of your favorites, Chase Edmonds, has been getting a ton of buzz with mm. this Kenyon Drake news. Uh, is it is it arrow up and chase uh, which with Chase Edmonds in your mind? I mean, you have to say yes. You know, even prior to the Kenyon Drake, uh, Kenyon Drake walking boot, you know, he just, uh, you know, there was kind of that talk all, all off season about we're going to get him the ball more. We're not going to be so much of like a bell cow team. We're going to use a couple people, and I think people are paying more attention to the um, Kyle Shanahan type of offense out in San Fran. Um, I think fantasy could be a little bit frustrating this year from that perspective, where you think that. You know, Kenyon Drake might be the bell cow, and Chase Edmonds is going to get 10 to 15 carries. Um, but, I mean, I'm an Edmonds fan. I know he got a little bit banged up after his, like, 130-yard um, game. They didn't play a very good defense. I think it was against, like, the Giants last year. But still, if you can run 130 yards against an NFL team, you're going to be you're all right. You're doing pretty yeah, good. That's enough for me. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty early on. I think it was, like, week seven or eight, maybe. But that wasn't that why they went and acquired yeah. Kenyon Drake? Yeah. That's right. Came in on that Thursday night game and just lit the world on fire, didn't yeah. he? Like, just got Three off the touchdowns. plane. So, you know, if that trade never happens, that, uh, you know, Edmonds probably Edmonds is the starter. finishes the year. There, yeah. You know. So, things could have gone much different. It is, it reminds me a little bit of the Miles Sanders situation where right before his, he gets nicked up, yeah. Deuce Staley, the running, running back coach, is like, yeah, he's going to be a workhorse. We're going to feed him the ball 20, 30 times a game. And then Miles like, but watch me get injured right now, though. And kind of reminds me a little bit with Kenyon. You actually had a nice Freudian slip there. Kenyon Brake. Kenyon Brake. Um, I love that. Did it on purpose. Dude, that's unbelievable. For, for the real. listeners. A little foreshadowing there. Do you know something, Bobby? We have a, we have a break on uh, on Brody. Uh, no, we don't have a break. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, we have yeah. breaks. Well, yeah, like a pump the brakes. <laughs> oh, I thought he meant like a leg break sound, like a crack. <laughs> Uh, do a lot of stuff yeah, yeah we, there's eight there's eight sounds we can program onto this thing so. i will say one thing that i guess kind of worries me about Kenyon drake i guess if you're in like a you know haven't done your draft yet i'm not taking Kenyon drake where he's being taken right now you second know, he, round typically well i mean even late first you're seeing him kind of go around like the nick yeah. chubbs the uh josh jacobs i'm fading drake probably more now not so much because of the boot but man i just i love chase evans he's a he's a great great have in dynasty right now i think I agree, but let's talk about the big addition. Somehow, it's still... I think the Cardinals are just sitting there waiting for like the commissioner of the league to be like, wait a minute, this trade can't be allowed. You can't send David Johnson to Houston for DeAndre Hopkins. But that's what happened, boys. This actually went down, and now we have to think about uh, DeAndre Hopkins in this Cardinals offense. And what's weird, maybe you all have seen something different, but it, it seems like to me everyone has been fading Hopkins. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's like, is it just because they think this like 30% target share is going to come down? Like he was 
the target share was enormous. I think it was 30 plus percent in Houston. Isn't he on a better offense now? Don't we like the Cardinals offense a little better than what he had in Houston last year? Yeah. Am I, I crazy? Know. I don't well, I mean, the quarterback situation is kind of similar. You know, he had Watson. He's really good. But who else was on that offense? Kenny well, Stills and Kiki QT when he's on the field and Will yeah, Fuller's Will pulled Fuller, hamstrings. On the, on the field. Right. Yeah. So yeah, but I mean, is that really good for I mean, he's gonna have Christian Kirk, who's good and healthy. Mm-hmm. Larry Fitzgerald, who's a legend. I'm just going to just siphon 80 balls his way. That yeah. is true, but I think the offense is going to score more. They're going to have more chances for touchdowns. And, you know, it helps to have wide receivers alongside you to not be the number one target, yeah. right? But there's also that narrative that, you know, guys normally don't perform well that first year mm-hmm. with a new team. That is true. Lee, break the tie here. How are you viewing DeAndre Hopkins now that he's in Arizona? I think I like the better offense. Um, I think I like, like we mentioned, Kyler Murray was in that same tier. I think he can produce the same way Deshaun Watson does. Um, Their defense seems stout, so they probably won't have to come back as much, try to fight. Um, Honestly, I think I would would see him about the same, if not maybe regress a little bit from last year, but I wouldn't shy away from him by any means. Yeah, I think that's uh, probably the best way to look at it is temper expectations a little bit. But, you know, I don't know. I think um, I'm actually going to look it up now because I'm curious. But uh, Bobby, Nuke was uh, Mike on the ballers uh, fade. Was he really today? Which was really bizarre. Um, I yeah. get it. I get it. But and that's as a Cardinals fan, too. So and I, and I get the whole first year narrative and everything as well. But it's freaking DeAndre Hopkins. Like, just go. Just watch some tape from him last year and watch him catch the ball. If you put it within like a 10-foot radius, like you're you're going to be fine. It's like, yeah, I get he's not going to have a 30% target share, yeah, but I he'll mean, have more well, opportunities. In, was it in for, 2018 he didn't have a single drop catch? Yes, that was correct. Mm-hmm. He had zero drops in 2018. Yeah, he's, he's not no spring chicken anymore either, though, boys. I guess he's he's being valued appropriately. I should I should adjust. It seems like I'm probably thinking more about the rankings I've seen, which have him down around like wide receiver eight or nine. Yeah. But he's being taken as wide receiver five right now around the 206. He's 28 years old. 28. Good Lord, y'all. Oh, ass. get out of here. Is he, he going to be able to get out of bed? You realize we're like 32 and 33. And yeah, I feel terrible. That's, oh, man. That's- I'm 23 and I still grunt when I bend down. This is ridiculous. I know. Yeah, I can't yeah. do any, like sit without making some type of noise. <laughs> yeah, I, I get out of breath bending over to tie my shoes. So that's that bodes well for my cardiovascular health. You just make more and more noises as you get older. That's right. More <laughs> and more stuff. noises. So I was looking too. So yeah, Kenyon Drake is going uh, around the... Yeah, looks like around the 112 right now. So you're right, Bobo. Wow. Kind of that back of the no first thanks. round. Mm-mm. Way too rich. Too rich. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby, I'm curious because we actually had... well. I'm not going to say a uh, legitimate trade in the works, but I did float Christian Kirk to you in some trades this off season mm-hmm. and you weren't really feeling it. So what I'm a Kirk owner, so I'm, I'm biased. I have the endowment bias going on here, but mm-hmm. as an objective fantasy football analyst, give me your take on Christian Kirk with nuke in town. Now I think Kirk is probably a great buy right now, especially in dynasty. Um, you've got to think, well, I don't know. Even when I say this, I think it's ridiculous, but you've got to think Larry Fitzgerald is close to done, but he also could play another four. Who knows, man? Let's see how this year goes. I don't know. I guess my biggest worry with Kirk is just Andy Isabella. I really think Andy Isabella could be something. 
you know, I think they're – I don't know if we're going to talk about him tonight, but I've seen some some uh, talk about him possibly doing some punt and kick returns for this year instead of Pat P. Maybe. Isabella. Oh, Adam's just completely lost it already. But uh, I don't know. I think Kirk, I think Kirk is great, man. I think uh, <laughs> I think more people need to go out and get Kirk. You we talk about you know tying ourselves to people like Patrick Mahomes. You look at you know Dak Prescott's receivers. I think a bunch of the receivers that are being slept on right now are freaking uh, Deshaun Watson's receivers because he's going to make somebody something in Houston. Somebody's going to have to catch the ball with with Hopkins gone. It's just a matter of do you trust the guy with the bad hammies. Do you trust the guy with the concussion issues or do you trust the guy that seems to be about two or three years washed up in Randall Cobb? I think I like Randall Cobb. He's the cheapest of the <laughs> That's group. the thing. Just in that situation, just take the cheapest option, right? I do like Will Fuller, though, a lot. Yeah. He's going to be, I mean, good Lord. They say he's he's strong. They say he's, he's, he's looking good. All right, guys. So we have a question from Periscope. I'm going to put it up here for us. Ooh. Danger Zone FF1 Ooh. wants to know. Christian Kirk or Sterling Shepard this year? Question. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with Christian Kirk because I like the Arizona offense better. Lisus, what about you? Which way are you going on that one? Oh man, so I think I think I lean more Sterling Shepard. I think I like Daniel Jones back in the pocket. He can deliver. If Sterling can stay healthy, he should be the no- the number one um, in that offense. And I'm going to take the number one over over number two in the in the better offense in that one. So I think I like Sterling. It's because you got Sterling in the last draft. Don't, don't do that's that That's bias. They oh, can't give our listeners incorrect information. You just doxed Lee in a pull big up, spot. Please, no. <laughs> pull up Lee's roster. I think I'm with Lee. I think I want Sterling Shepard as well. Um, All right. Kirk has some dynasty appeal to me, but especially in redrafts, I'm taking Shepard. Addy? Uh, give me Kirk, the unknown. Uh, I like that. He could. That, I mean, we, <laughs> again, this could be a potential – cheat code offense it's true and i like i'm i have both deandre hopkins and kirk that's part of the reason i've been shopping kirk is but i'm I'm also happy to hold him if god forbid hopkins gets hurt i mean he's being held out of practice right now kirk steps into a really nice role if uh hopkins is not able to go i also think it should be noted too i think i tweeted about this today but aaron donald's like basically doesn't have pads on just standing around like it's essentially week three week four yeah. of the preseason like we're kind of shutting things down did you have you been watching one. Hard Knocks with your boys? I have been. I didn't watch last night, was it? I haven't two, watched the yeah, latest. Yeah, two nights ago. Yeah. Lee, have you been watching with it being your Rams as well? I watched the highlights. I'm waiting until they all come out so I can binge watch it right before it's, the season. It's not great. I see. I think really? it's actually good. Wow. It, it's just there's not enough football, and I get it. It's a crazy year, yeah. but man, I, just, I think I, I watched a little bit of it when they were previewing the Chargers and they went through like the whole equipment process and all that. And I'm like, that's that's cool, but. It's 90% Chargers, 10% Rams at this point. The last episode was probably like 70% Rams. I will say Anthony Lynn comes out and really looks like a dude that you would just like, yeah, like, oh, I believe you, man. Like, let's, let's, you'd run let's through go. a brick wall let's for Anthony Lynn. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Lay down for you. So, uh, Larry Fitz, you know, you mentioned him earlier, Lee. It's pretty crazy that this Cardinals offense is going to have future Hall of Famer Larry Fitzgerald as the wide receiver three on his own team. That's pretty awesome. He might even get voted in while he's still on the team. That would be great. You could. There's a few players you could just do that with. Just fast track them, skip the five-year hold period. Let's just get him right in there. He belongs. He's yeah. a first ballot Hall of Famer. It's it's a complete no-brainer. Through the quarantine, I went back and watched the All or Nothing from the whatever 15, 16 Arizona Cardinals. And even then, he was old. 
And even still, I'm kind of like, Larry, just go away. Like, give somebody else an opportunity. And then you watch him play, and you're like, dang it, Larry's still good. He's still so good, good dude. He's still good. He's going to be great as a wide receiver three. Never mm. forget that uh, that playoffs he had. Um, Holy cow. One that run. Yeah. Yes. I think it was that first time he made it in. Yep. He didn't get to the end zone. He was. He, didn't he get stopped that run on, like, the three? I think so. And I think he was down short. shovel pass to him. Yeah. I know this because I obviously just watched the season. Yes, you did. Yeah. That was so much fun. Yeah, Larry Fitz. Uh, David Johnson looked good then, 2016. Of course he did. That was four <laughs> years ago. Hey, David Johnson, That's the. he's going to be motivated. He's going to want to make this trade. Not, he, he's, he's seen. He yeah. knows the, the hate's been out there, that he's washed and all that stuff. If you believe that in, the, in the power of a chip on an athlete's shoulder, there may be no chip bigger than what's on David Johnson's right now. What is now. DJ, 26? He's 29, I believe. Yeah, DJ's old. Gracious. Yeah. All right, let's talk defense here. And, uh, Addy, this is what we wanted to get to earlier because these, this defense, which was not good, let's, let's put it that way, in 2019. Yeah, but had nice pieces. But had nice pieces for IDP. Has added even more pieces that we love for IDP. We mentioned Jordan Phillips. Yep. Uh, Chandler Jones. Now, um, do, you all, do you all think that his stats will come down now with so many more contributors there Chandler Jones yeah probably just because he was at 19 and a half I was gonna say but I still see him being in that 15 plus range mm-hmm. you think so yeah I mean that defense is gonna be good I mean maybe they're not out there I know last year pretty sure that team was up there and in, in snaps um I'm Buddha I'm pretty positive was the leading snap yes mm-hmm. Buddha uh, was that's right okay so so yeah that's Likely not to repeat because I think the offense is going to be better. They're going to have more sustained drives, you know, um, keep them off the field. Um, but there's a, not, a lot of nice pieces around him now, you know, mm-hmm. bringing in, like you said, Jordan Phillips, Devondre Campbell, mm-hmm. Isaiah Simmons, Buda Baker just got paid. He's, you know, he's another a year experienced. Um, Jordan Hicks is, is one of the better tacklers in the league. Mm-hmm. They have a good defense. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, like you mentioned, I think they had the best off season out of anybody, mm-hmm. and it starts with that defense, really. I would agree. So let's talk about some more of the pieces here. We mentioned Chandler Jones, Lee, Jordan Hicks. This was LB one from 2019. Played a hundred percent of snaps for the Cardinals last year. After previously being a guy that was historically injury prone, uh, I'm I'm guilty of it. I think a lot of IDP analysts are as well. Fading Jordan Hicks. They, I know I have them ranked down around linebacker 15, but the issue is I still have the injury concerns, right? It's like right. Was last year, just a flash in the pan. There's also a really nice group of linebackers in front of him. I went back and looked today and I was like, I don't think I would put Jordan Hicks in front of any of these guys. So what's your take on Jordan Hicks right now? Where should he be valued amongst the linebackers after finishing as the LB one last year? So you mentioned he played 100% of snaps. I don't think you can necessarily expect anybody to come back and do that again, right? There's obviously going to be some regression there. Um, With his past being pretty injury prone and then all of a sudden just not having anything last year, um, it's the same thing with the the snap percentage. You can't just expect somebody, all right, one year in, he's not going to get hurt at all. Football's crazy. There's You can't predict anything. Um, But that being said, I still think what he did on the field um, is repeatable to an extent um, to say somebody's going to come back and repeat as the linebacker one is kind of crazy, but I think 
he's definitely got the potential to stay in that top tier, that tier one, the LB one. Um, he's definitely got potential with everybody around him. I know you guys mentioned Chandler Jones. Um, Chandler Jones, I think he's got the pass rushing ability that's keeping him alive there. It's not necessarily, I don't think, going to affect Jordan Hicks that much. Um, I, I would say you probably keep Jordan Hicks probably in the top tier, that that LB1 area. Yeah, Bobby, has your outlook on Hicks changed at all now as we're getting closer to the season? Is is he a guy that's rising for you? Is he staying about where you have him at the beginning of the summer? What's going on right now? He's probably staying about the same just because I, I'm glad you brought it up, Josh, but you forget he's got a, an injury-riddled past. Yes. You know, so that's not something that all of a sudden one year he plays 100% of the snaps and you're like, ah, that's, he's great now. He's good to go forever, you know? So that kind of stuff can reappear, and I think that's probably a little bit of the reason why they took Isaiah Simmons. You know, they have Devondre Campbell, which we'll get to, which was a great addition. You know, the, the contract they got him on was really good. If you look at this core, this healthy core of linebackers, it's, I mean, it's a dangerous core if they're all out there and playing. But, um, yeah, Jordan Hicks is really solid, but he's just a guy that's just like when you're drafting him higher than you should, um, it just gives you a little bit of pause. Feels probably. a little wrong. Yeah. yeah it makes me nervous to have him as my LB1. Yeah. And in his five year career, he's only played 16 games twice. Yep. So, first year, eight games. Second, second year, 16 games. Third year, seven games. Fourth year, 12 games. And then last year, 16 games. There you Not, go. I mean, he's due for a. For a six or seven gamer. I know. That's what sucks is like you want to believe in this guy because, you know, he's he put it all together last season and we saw what Hicks could be. But I think right now for me, I would love to have him as my LB2. I don't yeah. want him as my LB1, though. I think that's kind of the norm, though. I mean, in all the drafts that I've been in, um, which it's been a lot of sharks, I'll say that. <laughs> a lot of sharks? Yes, it's like you're on the set of the movie Jaws over there, Eddie. Yes, but yeah, I mean, he's been going in that linebacker 12 to 15 mm. range. That seems about right. I've got him at LB15. Uh, let's talk about, before we get to the, uh, the IDP vampire, let's talk about a uh, guy that we actually had you on the uh, the draft recap pod, uh, Lezus, to talk about a lot of these defensive rookies. And, of course, none shined brighter than Isaiah Simmons. Well, maybe Chase Young. Uh, it's, you know, the Chase Young and Isaiah Simmons show from last year. But in terms of linebackers slash safety slash cornerbacks slash Swiss Army knives, um, Isaiah Simmons, for me, I'll give my take, and then I want to hear yours. He is on the short list of players whose fantasy outlook is iffy, but damn, I just want him on my team so I can watch him play every week. Where are you coming down on the newest addition there uh, to the defense in Arizona? So I like Isaiah Simmons, of course, as a dynasty play. I think if you're redraft, you might want to kind of fade him a little bit uh, just because he's got all those people in front of him. You can't necessarily expect him to come in and light it up like he did at Clemson year after year. Um, so I'd, I'm in the same boat as you. I would love to have him on the team just so I can watch him when he's out there, but I'd be kind of scared to take him this year, to be honest. Now, Bobby, this has been one of your babies. Mm -hmm. You haven't been able to get him in our main league yet mm -hmm. because Mr. Nam good, as we know, He's good. You don't even have to I'm include good. the word yet, really, because I don't yeah. know if there is going to be a yet. Yeah, there is not. So, uh, Isaiah Simmons, let's set aside your love for the man. Uh -huh. Fantasy-wise, what uh -huh. are you expecting from Simmons this year? 
I think he's going to be on the field more than we probably um, think he is right now. Um, he's talented. I do wish that, I don't know, you can't say you wish a rookie was a little bit older and had played a little bit more, but to be with this group of players and for him to know a little bit more about NFL schemes and whatnot, it would be fun to for him to play with these linebackers and these safeties because um, if you give him a couple of years under his belt, Man, I think he's going to be all over the field in all different types of roles. I think he's going to be a better Corey Littleton the more I think about it. That's a great comparison for Lee. You know, Lee's watched Corey Littleton play for the Rams for a couple of years, and I think Corey was good. A lot of times you saw him, you know, in coverage, he was he was pretty good. Um, he rushed the quarterback from time to time. He'd get a couple INTs. Um, I think Simmons is a better Littleton. Now, I don't know IDP-wise if the production will be there, but I think that's a great thing, exactly what you said, Josh. As far as IDP goes, it's kind of like you're gritting your teeth and just hoping for the best. But as far as like actually watching him on TV, like, oh, my gosh, man. Watching him at Clemson last year, that dude can play. And it's kind of like, you know, we talked a little bit, or y'all have talked a little bit about um, some of these linebackers, these rookie linebackers. And Joey on his pod talked about some of these Jacob Phillips and Patrick Queens and stuff. And, you know, Patrick Queen didn't make – starting lineup his senior year you know some of those dudes are kind of like uh they might produce they might not isaiah simmons is going to be he a produced. really good nfl player that's right now let's uh let's play this game here because i'm curious factor in where you can get these guys in drafts because i'm curious now with the addition of both campbell and simmons to go along with hicks which of these three would you take in a draft, let's say that you're we're in the midst of one right now, you know, Shark City. We've been in the midst of one. We've been in the midst eh, of Shark City for a while. It's winding down. No, I think we're going to make it across the finish line. So. Uh, but let's say that think. You're, you're taking one of these Arizona linebackers at around where they typically go in drafts. Which one are you most interested in knowing the draft cost? I think Isaiah Simmons. Just you think be- so? Yeah, just because. Probably going second off the board of these three, I would say. Yeah, I think Jordan Hicks is still going to go, like we mentioned, in that you know linebacker 12 to 18 range. Simmons will go in that 20 to 30 range. But I just like his upside. If he is going to be really good at like rushing the pass and stuff, you know, he's got potentially like four to five sack upside. He, I just I just envision him as being someone that's going to do a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's what we've kind of always wanted. We love the safeties that are down near the line of scrimmage yep. that can then you know break off and cover a wide receiver. I think Simmons is going to have the athleticism to do that. What was his uh? What was his forty? Oh, dang it! It was, was it a like, four three nine, and he's six four. Yeah, is he that tall? Yeah. Oh my gosh! I guess I didn't realize that the dude is an animal. Holy dude, cow! You hit it right on the head. He ran a four three nine. Hey! Wow, sir! You dang right! I nailed that one on the head. Paying close attention. All right, so six four. My answer to that one would be Devontae Campbell. You think so? Devontae Campbell is just an afterthought at this point. That's true. I mean, how much are we even seeing him? He might even still be in Shark City. To be honest with you, I he got picked up. Okay, never mind. I take that back. But I mean, he's being super, super. Can you look up what round he went in Shark City while we're sitting there talking about? Here's a thought. So the. Uh, the free safety right now listed for the Cardinals is Buda Baker. The strong safety is Jalen Thompson. Um, what if they play Simmons at a little bit more of a safety role just to have him on the field this year? I think that's a definite possibility. You yeah. know, they've got two other linebackers they can use. They've got Chandler Jones in there as kind of an outside linebacker. Mm-hmm. 
the other safety there is not great alongside Buddha. I mean, yeah. can you imagine just letting those two guys kind of roam the field? How can you be good with Buddha? You know, Buddha's racking up about every other play getting a tackle. Hundred, Mr. Hunter and what, 43 tackles? Yeah. yeah. So where did you find Mr. The, the vampire in Shark City? Not the value that you think he is. Rips. Round 17, Mr. Duchesne. Wow. Wow. I would have thought like uh, mid-20s. Yeah. And this is super flex. I mean, that's uh, Simmons went. Wow. Simmons went 16-9. So Campbell he, went 17-7. Wow. see where Hicks went. Hicks went 10-8 to e. Mr. Tom. Kisslingberry. Okay. That's oh. interesting. So I don't know. That changes the equation a little bit for me. Yeah, I'm going Simmons if that's the yeah, if, if, most accurate ADP. If Campbell is, you know, one round afterward, I'm definitely going Simmons. You're right, Lee. Simmons. Swallow bug. What? Yeah, I'm good. Hi. We are. Right. Love that hat, Lee. It's lit. Love that. Love I your got, generation. Love your generation. I got out of the shower and my hair was a little messy. I knew I was going on air, so I had to grab the girlfriend's hat. There you, there, go. You go. there you go. You're killing it for us on Twitch tonight, Love dude. That. Hey, uh, Pat Pete, I know you had a Pat Pete note from earlier this offseason and wanted to touch on him when we talked about the cards. Pat Pete, I mean, he's just, uh, you know, he's he's that aged cornerback. You know, he wants elite, not so much anymore, but uh, a guy that's going to, I think, potentially get picked on a lot. That's, that's going to be a team that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, teams are going to be playing catch-up likely against them a lot, so... Yeah. They'll be getting the the corners will be getting tested. If you look at the when he when he returned from his uh, suspension last year, I mean he really did well. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely a pickup for you in cornerback leagues. I think absolutely. Can we just take a minute? Because until we know where Simmons is, I agree. I think there's a chance he could be playing some safety. But let's just assume right now what the coaches have said is true. He's going to be playing linebacker. That doesn't change Buda Baker's outlook for me at all. Can we just take a moment to appreciate that our baby Buda got paid? Yes. Mm-hmm. What a glorious day. Congratulations nice. to Buda Baker, the whole Baker family. Mm-hmm. Just a great day. Well, well deserved. Five nine. If he's even that, he may even be like five eight. Yeah. But. You know, someone that was everyone thought he was going to be too short to play safety. The dude's a baller. Yeah, absolutely. So a great question here. I'm going to throw it up on the screen again from our boy Danger Zone. If Hicks gets hurt, how high do you put Simmons on oh, your linebacker God. list? Jeez, like top 15. Absolutely. I think he, I think I just slot him right in where Hicks was, which yeah. is LB 15 for me. I'd go higher. You would? I'd go high. You wouldn't wow. be able to resist with Hicks out of the way. Wow. Freaking LB1. Just the give LB1. It to me. Bobby's trading the farm. <laughs> yeah, he's like, here's Jonathan Taylor, and I'll just throw in CD Lamb. Honestly, Buddha is the reason you have to kind of fade a couple of these LBs. Like, these LBs are great, but like, Buddha's going to get his tackles. Um, gosh, that's a great question. All right. Uh, it's time, Bobby. I'm sorry, Lee. We, we're going to get through this together, okay? Yeah, there goes Bobby out the door. Break. Yeah, he's, I'm he needs a, for it. He needs a smoke break. Well, we're going to lean on you two uh, for the majority of this one, being the Rams fans, because I know typically fans are homers. They kind of see the world with rose-colored glasses. But I don't. you all don't strike me as kind of the overly optimistic Rams fans. So I'm curious to get your take on a lot of these guys. Josh, we had Jeff Fisher as a coach for like eight years. That you did, <laughs> and it did not exactly go well. So let's hit the projected starters. Hey, and- Jeff Fisher was a great drafter, though. I will say that. He drafted some really, really good players. Sorry, continue to your starting lineup. Yeah, he just, uh, what do they always celebrate? August 8th? Oh, yeah, 8-8. Uh, eight eight. 
Eight and eight. It's Jeff Fisher day. Uh, so let's hit the starters, and then we'll hit the targets. Offense, Jared Goff at quarterback. Uh, Darrell, is it Darrell or Daryl? Is it Daryl? I think it's Daryl. Daryl. Daryl Henderson. Daryl. And uh, Kendo. Yeah, Darrell ages him about 20 years. He's got like a mustache. He looks like Murtaugh from Lethal Weapon at, with he that name. He just looks like an old dude, too, to be honest. Yeah. His roster he does. He does. Uh, he Cam like Akers. Cam Akers. Well, hey, Sean McVay said that it's a four four-person committee mm. backfield. So you got to throw Calm John down, Kelly Sean. in there. You got to throw mm. Malcolm Brown in there. Yeah. Uh, at wide receiver, you have Cooper Cup, uh, Robert Woods, Josh Reynolds, and Van Jefferson. And at tight ends, you have Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett. Defense, Michael Brockers at defensive end. Aaron Donald and Ashawn Robinson at defensive tackle. Leonard Floyd, Traven Howard, and Samson Ebucom. Ebucam? You said it right. Ebucom. Or Cam. Or Cam. Ebucom. <laughs> Jalen at linebacker, Jalen Ramsey, Troy Hill, David Long at cornerback, and John Johnson and Taylor Rapp at safety. Let's start on offense. Quarterback, Bobby, that photo, I still can't get over what they did at Jared Goff's legs. He looked like the Slenderman. Mm-hmm. Go look at uh, go look at Bobby's Twitter account if you want to see this picture I'm talking about. He legitimately looks to me like Minute Bowl. I don't know if they put a filter <laughs> on him. That stretched him vertically, but it was very odd, Bobby. Shout out Slenderman. He is real. (laughs) He talks to Adam every night in his bedroom. Yeah, that picture has to be a bubble lens or something. Something's going on there. But uh, that was their first little uh, first little uh, peek at uh, SoFi Stadium, I guess. Isn't that what it's called? SoFi Stadium looked beautiful. I got to give you guys credit. I will say I do kind of love the Raiders stadium too, that all black with the black like seats and everything. So I haven't seen inside their oh, stadium man. yet. Is it nice? Looks nasty. All right. But uh, yeah, Jared Goff, um, Addy just purchased him in uh, XFFL kind of unknowingly. Did you expect maybe for some other people to bid? Yeah, I thought people would bid, but hey, I'm, I'm okay with him. Four years for like 500K. I think when I that saw. That happens in auctions sometimes. Like, oh, it. okay. It's good offense. When it went through, it was like 444,000 a year. And I was like, gosh, that is not enough for Jared Goff. Like, I mean, you know, you can love the player or not or whatever, but that offense, he's going to throw the ball a ton, especially last year when that offensive line was so garb. Um, Golf was throwing the ball 50 times a game. They threw it more than any team in the NFL, like 650 times or something. Yeah, that dude's arm. He had to throw some ice on that. I was going to say. But (sighs) golf's going to – golf is being slept on too much this year as far as ADP. He uh, He's slipping way too far. He's just one of those perfect options, you know, if you're going to wait on quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think That's you, right. just, you bundle up on someone like Goff and, and Cousins or mm-hmm. Goff and Bridgewater or Goff and Rivers. Love it. Yeah, Lee, what's your, what's your take on the, uh, the QB there? I think really what scares me the most is the offensive line. They relied heavily on the play action, which is where Jared Goff really thrived. Mm-hmm. You got Todd Gurley in his, in his prime behind one of the better offensive lines. Uh, from a few years ago when they made the Super Bowl run in 2018, they were throwing play-action pass like it was nobody's business. Mm-hmm. And I think once once they started trailing from behind last year a lot and Goff had to stand back in the in the pocket and throw, that's when the efficiency went down. So I think realistically, if you're going to wait at quarterback, Jared Goff's the one you want to pick back there. But you better hope that his play-action pass and his, uh, and his O-line can hold up because that's where you're going to get the most production out of him. Mm-hmm. Talk about the running backs. Um Darrell Henderson and Cam Akers. It seems like Cam Akers is starting to pull away as the back to own there. 
Bobby, are you getting the same sense, kind of uh, keeping up with the Rams camp? Yeah, Cam Akers is going to come out as the uh, the clear better back. I think it kind of sucks that Hendo has got the hamstring or whatever it is right now. I will say, too, people are sleeping on Malcolm Brown too much. Yeah. Um, the Rams are definitely going to give him his. Now, I don't know if that's going to be like last year where he just has these, you know, basically drives that are, uh, you know, breaks for Todd Gurley. But um, Malcolm Brown had a lot of those weird drives that were just his, and then he had a lot of goal line carries and stuff last year too. So, um, M. Akers ran with a really bad line at Florida State and uh, really still ran well. The NFL is different than the ACC, but Cam um, Akers, is, he's going to be good. Yeah, for as bad as that Rams line might be, won't be. Yeah. Much different for Cam. He's, he's used to running behind a Swiss cheese offensive line. Um, Leases of the four-headed monster, according to Sean McVay in the Rams backfield, which of those guys are you most interested in? Is it Cam Akers? Yeah, I think you can't go wrong with Cam Akers. Um, honestly, I think towards the beginning of the year, you might see him rely heavily on Malcolm Brown to start out. He's the veteran. That's where they're going to go. He knows the offense. Um, but as the season progresses, I really think, uh, can be in the new guy coming in. He's really going to take hold of that offense. And I think he's going to pull away with it. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was interesting. I did see one tweet from, uh, just randomly, you know, you check Twitter sometimes and you just happen to see certain tweets at certain times. They were, um, having a, it was when the Rams had the scrimmage that's featured on the latest episode mm-hmm. of hard knocks. And the person was asking a question and said, who takes the first handoff in the scrimmage and it was malcolm brown yeah so i think that may be indicative of what we might see um and if anybody's listening from the xffl malcolm brown is available for trade so just this uh, is terrible josh uh-oh. is using this for his own personal gain that's right <laughs> so you got malcolm brown i got malcolm brown yeah he's the throw in oh, in that trade that i was interested just a throw yeah. in nah, nah, what's nah, going nah. on oh okay he's good what's his what's his deal two million four million four million eh, a little pricey get up there I got DeAndre Washington and Drake McKinnon. <laughs> That's right. He's riding high. Hey, uh, you just you just traded away the, the the one that is one with the knee brace. Yeah, carry on. <laughs> carry on. Would you stop saying so much weird shit, dude? Carry on's having a rough time right now mentally. They're like, uh, so the quote was like, so what what can you teach DeAndre Swift since you know you've been here for two years? And Carry on's like, I can't teach him anything. <laughs> Have you seen this guy? I can do. I cannot move the way he moves. My knees can't bend the way he, you know, his bent. That's. Uh, I appreciate your your honesty, carry on. But, uh, <laughs> dude, I mean, do you want to be there? Or are you? Is this? Is this it? What are we, what are we doing? Are you just gonna ride off into the sunset just, like Booby Miles? You just there to bu- the pump up DeAndre now? You talk about a running back that's being slept on right now. That's DeAndre Swift. DeAndre oh my Swift. God, league winner potential way Absolutely. too hard. Just put every rookie running back into the league winner potential category, except for Keyshawn Vaughn, who sucks. Give us yeah. a give us a yes or something from Brody. Uh, got? Yes. yes, only Lee can hear it, but uh, it's beautiful, isn't it, Lee? <laughs> yeah, that wasn't bad. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> a little drawn out, but yes. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about these wide receivers. So I went and looked because. Both of these Rams wide receivers finished very high last year, but and maybe this is just wide receivers in general are typically less consistent. Maybe finding someone that consistently finishes inside the top 24 is rare, mm-hmm. but um, both of these Rams wide receivers. So Robert Woods had eight of his 15 games outside of the top 24. Five of those were outside the top 36. So five weeks, if you were counting on him in your you know starting wide receiver spots, he probably hurts you. 
So um, Cooper Cup, nine of 16 games outside the top 24, six of those outside the top 36. So I would love both of these guys in my flex, but not necessarily as my one of my two starting wide receivers. But unfortunately, that's tough because Robert Woods, wide receiver 17 right mm -hmm. now, Cooper Cup, wide receiver 15 and ADP. So if you're taking these guys, Bobby, you're taking them as one of your starters. Are you comfortable with either of these guys as one of your, let's say, two starting wide receivers? 100%. The reason being, you know, give credit to Addy. I think it was last sode. Y'all talked about um, the Rams and, and you grabbing uh, Tyler Higby in our recent draft. Here's the reason why you don't do this. It's because Adam said it right. The Rams function the best when they are in three receiver sets. They, they went to 12 personnel last year out of necessity because they couldn't protect Jared Goff and they couldn't help Todd Gurley. I don't even know what was wrong really with Gurley, but they just couldn't find any running lanes for him. So um, I don't know. We'll get into another guy here too. But so as Josh has down here, but you have it wrong. It's Bob Forrest, not Bobby Trees. It's Bobby Trees for me. I, I would love to be like at the turn somewhere and be able to grab Woods and Cup. Like, let's just say you're on the turn of like the end of the, I don't know, third or fourth, fifth round, somewhere in there. If you could grab both of those guys as like your one and two, that's freaking, that's lightning. So right you're, there. you're fine grabbing both these guys. hundred percent. You look at golf, you look at how many times he throws the ball. I don't think that's going to, I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon. Um, man, but that's not where my excitement lies. Right uh, we'll now. get to your excitement here in just a second. Lee, are you, are you feeling the same way as Bobo here? You're fine having either of these guys as your starting wide receivers. I, I don't know if I'd select both of them at the turn, to be honest. That's a little scary. I don't know if I'd select any two receivers from any team to have them as my starters. It's just more of a preference thing for me, but I think I'd be comfortable having, having them as my starters. Um, with any receiver, you're going to have those games really where you don't have the production there, but we've seen two, three years now where Cooper cup and Robert Woods have really just have just thrived, honestly. And I don't, I don't think their ADP is up there for just no reason. They're going to have production. So I would definitely be confident in having either one of those as starters. Was it last year that cup was a wide receiver for it was last year? Yeah. Goodness yeah. gracious y'all. And he had a pretty bad stretch, um, you know, down towards the, the end of the season, not a bad think, stretch, like, but not near as crazy as Tyler Higby's was. He started off very hot. One of the things that helped that was that like high 30s, 40-point game mm -hmm. against the Bengals when they went overseas. That was ridiculous. He had like 220 yards. Yeah. Catch. That, that was nuts. Dude, he's finished super. So it's week 10 on 18, 15.7, 30.2, 25.7, 5.7, 20.3, 20.6. That was okay. Cup or Woods? That was Woods. Yeah, I was going to say. Did. Okay. Because um, I thought it was Cup that finished the season kind of on a low note. Let's um, see. I think we had this conversation. I think you boys, I think he was more solid than we remember. So he, yeah, here, here we go. Okay. True. So what? So his first, his first half, yes, he was having some like thirty four point six, twenty six point nine, twenty six point seven, thirty five points against Cincinnati. Um, but then these last, these last week, so starting week eleven, seven point eight, eleven, uh, week twelve, eighteen point five, week thirteen, fourteen point five, week fourteen, sixteen point ten, week fifteen, twelve point one. Week sixteen and twenty two point nine. Week seventeen. So solid week. Solid. Solid. Yeah. But yeah. definitely not reaching that. Setting the world on yeah. fire. The yeah. first few games there. 
So real quick, I want both the Rams fans to answer so we can get to this next guy. Josh Reynolds, any interest at all? Bobby? Early in the season, yes. Lee? I agree with Bobby. I think it's a Malcolm Brown situation, even though Josh Reynolds hasn't been there quite as long. Um, he's still the veteran. He's probably going to get those looks, but I think I think Van Jefferson's probably the more talented receiver. That's the guy I want to talk about. I saw someone on Twitter. Can't remember who it was. Sorry, I can't give you credit. Um, call Van Jefferson this year's Terry McLaurin, a polished wide receiver who is going to be a better NFL player than a college player. Bobby, is this speaking your love language right now? I mean, I can't buy Van Jefferson high enough, especially in yeah. Dynasty right now. Um, you look at you know, I think I tweeted this a couple weeks ago too, but um, Robert Woods is only a year older than Cooper Cup. And, you know, if you look at contracts and you look at the situation that the Rams are in, it probably makes more sense to move on from Cooper Cup and to keep Robert Woods um, because you really, I think you've got Van Jefferson just waiting in the wings. And you think about this too, but think about last year's ADP on Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and Brandon Cooks. They were all like so close together. I think you could draft Van Jefferson this year almost like a Brandon Cooks. Don't do that. I'm not saying that's the ADP where he needs to be at, but I think at the end of the year you could look up and like his production could maybe mimic something of like a Brandon Cooks. The dude is really talented. I've seen a bunch of stuff out this week where him and Jalen Ramsey have been one-on-one. I think Ramsey's intercepted the ball a couple of times, but Van Jefferson's had some nice um, end zone play. He's had some nice toe taps, um, running great routes. So, um, man, I don't have, I got just plenty to say about Van Jefferson. Yeah. Cooper cup making about 2.3 million this year due for a new contract. He's going to be, uh, expiring after this year. Mm-hmm. So they don't have much money. They have no. $4 million in cap space right now. And the yeah. cap is probably going down at least, I don't know, five to 10 million with the coronavirus. Van Jefferson already 24. So you're right. He does have that Terry McLaurin in him where he should be ready to go now um but yeah i've been impressed with him too all how, the stuff i've seen how fun is that too that you get to compete against jalen ramsey like all yeah camp? like that helps a ton gotta make you better jalen ramsey just in general is one of my favorite players i love watching highlights i love watching him trash talk all the players yeah. he, he's just fun to watch Basically, Hard Knocks is just him shopping for houses. It's him shopping for houses, walking out of Zoom interviews because he gets mad at the reporters. Yeah. Uh, Lizus, was there a lot of iron sharpens iron talk when you were a college football player? No. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I should have been your coach. (laughs) Yeah, That's the problem. That's why you're not as disciplined as you should be because you didn't have me in your life to mentor you. Wow. A lot of pent-up anger there. I'm sorry about that. I lost control of the situation. I I saw just black. I apologize for that. When he was a defensive end for the University of Miami back in their, you know, the U days, uh, Adam was just constantly saying iron sharpens iron. I love to mold young men. That's that's my thing. (laughs) We're going to just clip that off and uh, play it at Adam's trial when he's convicted of some heinous crime against humanity. So let's talk about these tight ends uh, before we get into more trouble here. Uh, I yes, as Bobby mentioned, acquired Tyler Higby as my tight end one, tight end one in our main league. Tight end like eight to twelve range is where I think I see him ending up. Just because God, there's so many great. It's like linebacker tight end is stupid deep this year. Uh, there's a lot of guys that have like top eight, top six upside because we have we know the top four if these guys stay healthy. 
But Higby in that high passing volume offense, I think that comes down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But heck, even if you come down a little bit, you are still number one far and away most passing in the NFL. So, uh, yeah, somewhere in the tight end eight to 12 range, Addy. Love Higby. I think, uh, yeah, I think the, the way he ended the year, I think it was real. Yep. It's just when do you. When have you ever seen that? Like it was such a historic pace. Lisa, do you think people are fading what Higby did at the end of last season a little too much? I don't think so. I mean, I think that's definitely what they're going to start to start to move forward to um, this coming this coming season. The one thing I'm kind of concerned about is people love to talk about draft draft capital or um, like ADP. I guess they took Gerald Everett what in the second round. Yeah, yeah it was Sean McVay's so, first ever draft pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm kind of curious to see if they'll try to put Gerald, Gerald Everett in more of those situations. I don't think they'll do that quite as much. I think you're you're still safe with Higby right around that 8 to 12 range. But I'm for me, I'm just more or less curious on, on if they stick with those two tight end sets, to be honest. Hey, we all remember our first draft pick, don't we? I actually do. My first ever fantasy draft pick? No, oh, rookie. Oh, rookie pick? Yeah, yeah, I got mine. Derrick Henry. Ooh. No, you should know yours because you rigged the draft. He did. Oh, that's right. I took Ezekiel Elliott at the 101. Yeah, yeah conveniently got the uh, first overall pick in the rookie draft our first year of the uh, XFFL. You didn't know that, Lisa. You weren't in the league yet. But Still, yeah, he, I know he'd done something to that. Sounds like collusion. I, I literally filmed the randomization, and I knew. As he, was soon acting, as I pushed, he was acting odd, though, the way he was doing it, like he had done more. <laughs> You, you can manipulate that stuff, Josh. Like he had been on multiple takes. <laughs> he wasn't acting himself. He was acting suspicious. And I know in his heart of hearts that he knows. I actually put my name in there 400 times. So it was just you, a, you filmed it. You filmed I did. it. I still have I'm the video. It's on YouTube. Look at that video for on YouTube. Hey, he's acting. He's acting off. He's I'm he, like, Hey guys, <laughs> uh, uh, everything's normal. Uh, why do you ask? Uh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> All right, fellas, let's get to the defense here. Not much to talk about. This might be one of the worst defenses in the NFL outside Mm -hmm. of like um, two, three guys. So Aaron Donald, I just want to point out as Bobby moves his Funko Pop to the front, as he should. If you watch that third episode of Hard Knocks, and this is just the way they edited it, Aaron Donald had five sacks during the scrimmage that we saw on Hard Knocks. And that very well might not have been all of them. So he was absolutely dominant. Um, At one point, it was really cool. Someone on the Rams team told was Donald was kneeling down right before the game. They're at SoFi. It's their first time seeing it. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And as they were looking around at the new stadium, someone told Aaron Donald, you helped build this. I was like, that's true, man. I mean, already one of the most significant players in Rams history. Talk about Larry Fitzgerald locked and loaded for the Hall of Fame. I'd put I'd put Aaron Donald in there right now tomorrow if he were to retire. So I'm so excited for Aaron Donald. I know he has less help along the defensive line, but I'm just not going to doubt Aaron Donald, Bobby. I'm just not doing it. Yeah. Even though I noticed that he's got AD pretty high in his redraft ranks. Yes, sir. <laughs> I just, I mean, I think he's due for a bounce back. I think he's mm-hmm. due for, I think everyone's a little down on him. That's when I expect Aaron Donald to come out and remind us who, who he is. Mm-hmm. I think they had said today or maybe yesterday in one of their scrimmages, he had five sacks that they could count. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and let's remember, we talk about grown ass men all the time. What's he getting into? Yeah. He's getting there. 
He's entering the uh, the the start of the grown ass man. I don't strain. think his athleticism has slowed down at all, but I think the mental yeah. is going to be levels and levels and levels. You know, the more he plays, Lee, give us a uh, give us a, a doctoral take on uh, on AD with his shirt off. I mean, what do I got to do mm. to get to that, that level? I don't think there's anything you can do. That man's just built different. He's got different genetics. That's just a freaking nature, dude. He's what six foot two two eighty two ninety with a six pack. Yeah, it shouldn't be possible. You don't want to call him a, you don't want to call him a gym rat, but he does kind of have those like he's always got some type of like nutrition shirt on. He's always probably throwing some supplements back, which is great. I mean, hey, I'm all for that. But hey, those pecs, baby, man, he's put the time in to get where he. Them pecs ain't natural. That's what he said on uh, the on the show. Was they're like, man, what you doing? Because he keeps taking his shirt off. Like he he he's kind of owning it. He knows. I go to work like that. Camera crew's like, take it off, Mm -hmm. take it off, and he's like, fine. And like, what you been doing? He's like, man, I just worked out all off season. Hey, first in, last out. Unlike that. uh, Chargers running. Oh my God, that was the funniest thing. We were talking about that last. What you been doing, boy? I've been in my hotel room. Just in my hotel room, coach. It's like Lee, your coach asks you, Lee, why are you coming into camp thirty pounds overweight? (laughs) What have you been doing? What are you gonna say? Okay, buenos. Not hanging out in my hotel room. That's a fact. Like, coach, uh, uh, I had I had the COVID. I was in the hospital. There's a you make something up. You don't, yeah, you don't door. just say I was in my hotel room. Very, very bad excuse. So um, the only two other guys here, Bobby, I'm really interested in. We know Aaron Donald's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's not a news flash here. Mm-hmm. John Johnson and Taylor Rapp. It's kind of interesting, right? Because Johnson was out last year. Taylor Rapp really popped in his absence. But with Johnson coming back, how are you looking at these two safeties, Bobo? Dude, JJ, and I don't even want to say this really because I know I just moved him to Lee, so it's kind of bitter. But uh, JJ's contract worries me a little bit with the Rams. But, dude, JJ could go crazy this year. Mm-hmm. Um, that dude could be a top three safety in the NFL because you look and see at what he did behind, you know, Corey Littleton and, and a little bit of help last year. Um, last year? Two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but you unleash a guy who has no linebackers in front of him. Um, goodness gracious. Yeah. It's like I have in my notes here, like that group that was in front of him two years ago included Corey Littleton. Corey mm-hmm. Littleton's gone. So if JJ was eaten in 2018, he's going to be at the buffet, Addy, in 2020. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, a little bit too, Josh. Pa- Corral. <laughs> so there's a great Hometown Buffett. Remember that place, boys? That's Bowling Green. That's Bowling Green esque right there. That is. That was at the mall, right? Yeah. Hometown yeah. Buffet. Hometown Buffet. So there's a, a great back. a great moment from when Allie and I were first dating. We went to Florida. Well, we don't want to know about this. It's our first ever vacation, <laughs> right? And I'm with my grandparents. We're at their condo in Florida. Allie's one of those types. I get it. When you're in Florida, you eat the local places, you eat the seafood, sure. you want to be like authentic. Sure. And she's like, Oh, I'm so excited to hear where we're going to eat tonight with your whole family. And we get in the car, and I'm like, Papa, where are we going to? And he's like, Golden Corral. <laughs> <laughs> and she has never let me forget that. That's a good Papa. It is. We ate good, I will say. Hey. This was pre-Rona, so you could still go to a <laughs> buffet. Yeah, it's um, probably not going to last through, you know. I don't think so. Once we once we get out of this situation. I don't think so. <laughs> Golden Corral. So, Lee, um, Taylor Rapp, John Johnson, you obviously just acquired John Johnson. What's your outlook now for both of these Rams safety with JJ back in the picture? Now, 
I think my biggest are they is are they going to play both safeties? Are they both going to be on the field at the same time? Is that how it's going to yep. be? Yep. Yeah. Um. I, like we mentioned before, I don't think with the linebacker core in front of them, there's no reason they both can't produce. I think John Johnson is going to be up there at the top, at least top five. Um, that's not just me saying that because Bobby so graciously traded him to me. Mm. Um, I think he's definitely going to be able to produce. There's nobody up front to be able to stop those runs. If if somebody gets by Aaron Donald, um, I mean, they have no names there. Micah Kaiser gets hurt. I, I don't, really don't even know any other names there but besides the, the rookie they drafted in the third round, I believe, Terrell Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, John Johnson is going to eat. I think Taylor Rapp has just enormous potential. Um, if JJ's contract situation doesn't really pan out the way Rams fans wanted to, I think Taylor Rapp definitely has the potential to stand up. That dude's just a ball hawk. He's got a knack for the ball. But for this year, I think, I think if you drafted or acquired Taylor Rapp, I think you can still start him. To be honest, um, but I think I think you should put John Johnson near the top. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's my take as well. Um, Taylor, Bobby Taylor Rapp does have a knee sleeve on right now, which Ooh. is a little worrisome. Is it so drip? Just keep an eye on that. It's not drip. <laughs> is it <laughs> medical or is it drip related? No, it's uh, it's medical related. Lee, uh, you should know the difference. Uh, no, <laughs> may just be trying to get on Adam's big board, <laughs> sir. Please. Uh, so you, yeah, what did you? What was your? What did you do? Do you have visor in college? Oh, let's see. I had a yellow tinted visor. Which is sweet because we were we were red and white, so the yellow tint looks sweet. Heck yeah. Um, I had some forearm shivers. I had long socks with the tights, and then I threw on some gloves. Ooh, nice. So it, was dirty. it was dirty. He was dripped out. He may be in contention for one hundred and one of Division three fantasy. We need to. Uh, we need to. I, I want to see you. I want to see. You. I want to see the the full the full ensemble. Yeah, I got you. I'll send Can- you a picture. Yes, we need to get a picture out I there. I think it'll do well for your brand, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe just throw that out there as your... Um, hey, this guy actually knows football. <laughs> as the Drip King, that's right. Yeah. Dr. Lee's Drip King. Yeah, he actually lives the drip life. That's right. Mm-hmm. He was on the field. A lot so- of people get hung up on that stuff. Oh, you never played football. You don't know what you... Lee's did. Mm-hmm. He did. Hey, I yeah. played in eighth grade, so I did have at least one year of football experience. <laughs> Adam's been in the combine. I was running back. Right. I was the fastest kid in eighth grade. Yeah, I was the fastest kid before I broke my leg, and then it all went downhill from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. he so was cut out for it. Luck, yeah. he, luckily, uh, unfortunately for him, he never ran, uh, ran into me to motivate. Was it a simple story? Like, did you just run over a dude, or did you just step wrong? No, it wasn't in, even in football. It was in baseball. I was playing. Uh, I was playing like uh, Babe Ruth baseball the summer before my ninth grade year. I was. 14 years old and we had a 17 year old in the league for some reason kid was like smoking cigarettes and driving a motorcycle to games yeah and uh we were running for a fly ball and for some reason he was in left field i was in center field i jumped up to catch it and he slid underneath me because he was going for the ball too we didn't we didn't hear each other and he undercut me so i flipped up in the air and i don't know if it was when he undercut me it broke the leg or when i came down it broke the leg Mm. But he slid in on my right side, and it broke the outside bone on my left leg. So I don't know how that happens. Fibula. Is it the fibula, Lisa? That's a big-ass bone, right? I, I broke my fibula. I've got a big rod in mine from playing football. Or wait, femurs. Is femur the biggest right. one? Yeah, femurs in your thigh. Yeah. yeah. So you have the – is it the fibula and the tibia in your lower leg? Correct. The okay. tibia is on the inside. Is the Yeah, whatever one's on the outside, that's the one I broke. 
So that hey, was the same after that. Uh, tell them about the time you got hit in the face with a baseball. Oh, yeah. So that was during <laughs> high school baseball. Uh, I was throwing in the batting cage. I was on the team. I ran bases. I was known as White Lightning. I was more just there for like the yuck yucks and the laughs and to avoid having to get a job. Team chemistry. Yeah, I was the, I was the glue guy. Um, but I'm in the batting cage. I'm, I'm wanting to finish up because I want to go sit in my car and eat sunflower seeds. I remember this. Before the game. Yeah, Bobby, you were on the team. Slavery, were you an original? I was an original guy. So the guy was like, no, 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 one more, just one more, just one more. And so I was like, fine, whatever. So I threw it, and then I stepped out from behind the L screen, and that ball skimmed right off the L part of the L screen and popped me right in the mouth. And I just remember our friend Justin Basham yelling, check your teeth, check your teeth. (laughs) And so I have my hands in my mouth checking my teeth. They were all there. But I busted. I pushed my lip through my teeth, so I had a big, like, chunk taken out of my bottom lip, and uh, had to go to the hospital, get stitches. We mm. had to look at him all that week with it was those awful. big old lips. He couldn't hardly talk. <laughs> yeah, I was, was like, oh man, I wanted to, I wanted to punch him across his face. <laughs> yeah, Adam is a horrible monster. He doesn't like when you look any different because it just it scares him a little bit. <laughs> Didn't like the way he was talking with it. Yeah. So thanks for bringing that up, Addy. Appreciate that. Um, so Rams fans, is this the worst linebacker group in the league? Absolutely. No doubt about it. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's really close right now. I don't know what that, that defense is bad. Man. Did y'all talk about your boy, Draven Howard? No, pay attention to him. Pay attention to Troy reader too. Maybe get you. Get your reader. Get you a reader. <laughs> get you a West coast reader. Get you a West coast reader. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I'm not a Michael Kaiser fan. I know he's a little injury prone too, but I see Lee here in, uh, I don't know, another league we're in. I don't remember which one it was, but you just picked up Burgess or Fuller. Which one? Fuller. Yeah. That's no, interesting. I think they've, they've got a couple good little safeties there as well. So I don't know. Somebody's going to produce there. I don't think it's Kaiser. I don't think it's Reader, but it could be Chaven Howard. Or it could be Terrell Lewis. Like I don't think they're going to be so bad this year that they're going to they're going to probably run some rookies. So they're going to yeah. find out who it is this year. Yeah, regardless. it's gonna it's gonna take some time. But pay attention to that waiver wire because somebody's going to uh, they're going to play somebody out there. But yeah, that's enough of the Rams. Suck enough the team of the Rams. Feel bad for them. Hey Lee, let's do this. Over under five wins this year for the Rams. Oh, I'll give them over. Okay, over under eight wins. They go eight and eight. Oh man, that division's so good. I was thinking about that. We need to do that more. We need to predict what they finish. What they finish? I'm gonna I'm gonna go under on the eight. So I I see them probably blasting this division. I really do. I think so too. It's I think the toughest division in football. I think six wins is about where I'd have them yeah. right now. Yes, sir. Six and nine. Love yes. that. Love that. That's uh <laughs> that's not a record you can finish with. Um but they didn't have bye week. That's right. That's, yes, nice try though. <laughs> well they, hey, they could be you know one of these weeks gets canceled. Rona. Rona. Rona there that's you what go. I'm going for. And then we're just hoping every team uh, finishes six and nine. <laughs> that's not even close. Yeah. <laughs> We're not doing any better on the math side. This is why we don't have a math podcast. Roll backwards. Make it work. (laughs) So, um, yeah, the the Rams I see as last. I think the Cardinals, you know, eight and eight probably. I think the Seahawks and 49ers, I think they're going to be in the mix. Mm. 
Um, but just realistically, or you know, maybe is it the 49ers who are going to come down? I to think Earth they a may bit? take a step back. I and actually, I like the the cards. Let's say, uh, you think cards maybe nine and seven or ten and six? I'm thinking cards maybe twelve and four. No, let's say let's that's do a one little the, too rich. Let's do one to the nada. But I think the cards maybe eleven and three. <laughs> <laughs> you need to stop. I'm not letting you do any more math. Um, I still think. I still think this division goes to the Seahawks. Do you guys realize since Russell Wilson took over as the starter, he's made the playoffs like every year? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that insane? Go. Good. Go hard. I, I truly think those are the two teams. Go the Cardinals. Hawks. I think it's the Cardinals and Mr. the Seahawks. Limited. Yeah. yeah God, Mr. Cringe is. is <laughs> but but here's the thing. Team. Everyone knows him as Mr. Unlimited now. So as cringy as it was, it totally worked. Mm-hmm. Sure. I guess. What were you saying, Lizus? And he named his son Win. That man's a winner. Oh wow, that's even crazier. No, I didn't. W I N. I think it's two N's. I think. uh, I think that Mister Unlimited was just a Capital One ploy. He's just trying to help Sierra out. Capital One. (laughs) There you go. Unlimited. That was the. Oh God, it gave me. Hated it. Somebody put. uh, This is what happens when Russell does cocaine. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he'd be so annoying. He'd yeah. be so annoying. <laughs> if he was like, on dude, cocaine, get this guy away from me. I don't <laughs> yeah. care that you're Russell Wilson. Yeah. No more Russell Wilson. Same no more cocaine. weird stuff. All right. San Francisco 49ers. Let's hit the starters. Then we'll hit the targets. Offense. Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. Tevin Coleman. Raheem Mostert. I'm going to throw your baby. Jarek McKinnon in there at running back. Debo Samuel. He'll be in there at some point. Brandon Ayuk. Kendrick Bourne and Dante Pettis. Your pink haired baby mm. at wide receiver. George Kittle at tight end on defense. Nick Bosa and D Ford at defensive end. Javon Kinlaw and Eric Armstead at defensive tackle. Quan Alexander, Fred Warner, and Dre Greenlaw at linebacker. Richard Sherman, Emmanuel Mosley, and Kwan Williams at cornerback. And Jimmy Ward and Jaquiski Tart at safety. Uh, Jimmy G, do we see him as anything more than like a two QB super flex kind of second QB option? Not really. Yeah, it's about where he is for me. Not going to probably have him. Yeah, I'd rather take my shots elsewhere. I'd I rather... like him in DFS, though, against this opening week. Oh, yeah. Playing against the Cardinals. You look at last year, both games he lit them up. So that's a nice little DFA. Hey, Speaking of which, hey, we hey, hey. we're working on your DF triple S cover right now behind the scenes, and that baby is a masterpiece. Wait till y'all see this yes, thing. Sir, we're coming. That's right. Here's a good one. Uh, Jimmy G or Derek Carr. I would say Derek Carr. I like Derek Carr's weapons yeah, better. I like Derek Carr. Eh, God, neither. Um, <laughs> Jimmy, G, Jimmy G, I guess. Huh? You just like him because hey, he's more handsome. Although, Jimmy G, like we'll get to, these receivers are banged up right now. They yeah. are. That's what scares me a little bit. The, I think I saw today they brought in some other guy, Kevin White. Yeah. Kevin yeah. White? Remember him? Yes. Chicago Bears. <laughs> he's thought, there, apparently. I thought uh, he was dead. Shout out Lord Ratty. What's the dude? Um don't shout out Lord Ratty. Didn't he draft him like super high? I think he did. Tavon yes. Austin's there now. Oh my god. We gosh. have to do that. If we can throw a little bit of uh Hey, I'm I'm here for the uh the Trent Taylor comeback, baby. Let's get to the receivers. Let's do the running back. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say, Addy, you don't get to make Sorry. any decisions or do any math. Sorry. Yeah, he is in San Francisco now. Tavon Austin. My God, he's still in the league. Okay. Let's do a little game here. We don't have to spend a whole lot of time with these running backs. We know there's going to be value. We all want Jarek McKinnon to get his chance finally. Let's do keep trade cut with the three San Francisco running backs. Bobby, I'm going to start with you. Keep trade cut. Tevin Coleman, 
Raheem Mostert and Jarek McKinnon. Keep. No, wait, 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 wait. Back it up. You didn't even say anything. You know what? Kevin Coleman. Ooh. Keep. No, 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 no. Cut Tevin Coleman. Trade Raheem Mostert. Oh, wow. Keep. Jermichael Hasty. Jermichael Hasty. No. <laughs> there you go. Here you go. I, I, thought, McKinnon. I, I thought you were just going to nah. go McKinnon to pander to Addy. No, I, I, I really hope that McKinnon can figure it out. We've been wanting him to figure it out for a while now, but that's my. That's what I'll go with. Yeah, so I guess, uh, sorry, Addy, I'm going to cut McKinnon. I'm going to trade Coleman and keep Mostert. I think it's going to be Mostert. The The reports out of camp is that Raheem Mostert has been the best player on the field mm, for the offense. Yeah, you're going to pay that, what, fifth, sixth-round prize for Mr. Mostert, are you, Josh? This is a hypothetical keep, trade, cut, Mr. Six and Nine. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> um, I'm going to keep McKinnon. I'm going to love McKinnon. I'm going to marry McKinnon. Is that right, Addy? <laughs> Yes, sir. That's that was my answer. <laughs> what do you say, Lee? Oh, uh, I think I think it's a cut for McKinnon. I love that boy, but I just you just can't trust it. Uh, cut McKinnon. I'm gonna keep Coleman. I'm gonna trade Mostert. Hmm. Interesting. Probably a little higher trade value for Mostert right now. Oh, for sure. I think so. I'm expecting McKinnon to catch like five to six balls a game. <laughs> Is he, are you just saying that kind of like the I'm DeAndre? Catching, I'm, I'm predicting to catch six to nine balls a game. <laughs> I really need him to. Him and DeAndre Washington need to be RB one and two for me to this succeed. Sounds like this a year. dream that you're like talking about. I know. Addy's just he's listen. It's drinking time. The this is t- they hung on to him for a reason. We all want to see it. It comes out week one and both ACLs just pop. <laughs> snap, snap. Hey, but seriously, this is the year of the Rona. It is time for Jet. It makes sense. This is his year. We keep saying it's the year of the Rona. There's one person on the Rona list right now. I don't know that Rona is going to be as big a deal as what we think. No, I just mean I just mean how it's just a weird year. This is if it's not going to happen in the Rona year, when's it ever going to happen? It's, yeah. Man, yeah, don't don't put that kind of juju on 2021. We need and remember uh, McKinnon, one of the most pristine athletic profiles of all time it's true go look at it up on uh player take profiler look. take a look Ooh, it's it's so nice but seriously pay attention to hasty and even jeff wilson they're gonna have some weeks where they probably get some carries too i like i, I like uh, hasty i don't want any of these guys honestly there's value there but god for fantasy it's really tough to decipher it's like the new england backfield right now that's right so debo samuel he's wide receiver 37 right now i think it's proof to me that we as fantasy players place too much value on the start of the season Look down the road a little bit. How is Debo, where is he going to be weeks 10 through 13 when he's back and fully healthy? Going to be better than wide receiver 37. Sure. It'll be Natty's lineup. That's right. Sir. Just go back and watch some of those jet you. streaks and some of those <laughs> plays later in the season for Debo, and uh, that'll get you fired up on him again. That dude can play. Lee, Debo, are you taking... So he's so good. Are you taking your shot here? We got Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Kendrick Bourne, We'll talk about – I'm going to leave Dante Pettis, the pink-haired baby, just for Adam. So those first three guys, are you taking a shot on any of them in your leagues right now, Lee? Um, I, I think Debo still. What I've read is that he'll be back hopefully within the first few games. Um, I would I would be willing to take, take the risk for the reward right there. I think Debo's a hell of a player. He's got a ton of productivity. He'll be basically the only guy there because Ayuk's a little, a little banged up too is what it's been – um, been reported, but I think I'd take my chance on Debo. 
Bobby, any interest in a wide receiver not named Debo in San Francisco? Nah, not so much. I'd rather shoot my shots elsewhere. All right, Dante Pettis, it's time, Addy. Just hit us with your take. I know he's been getting some buzz. I will hey, say that. Hey, he uh, apparently had a rocky relationship with Kyle Shanahan. They, he uh, he didn't understand the tough love that, that Kyle was giving him. Uh, and apparently they're on the same page now. They have a good relationship. Dante Pettis has been stringing together some good practices. I think I saw where he had maybe a step back in, in one of the most recent ones. But he's been looking good. And then they say he's been looking especially good as, as their deep threat on that team. So um, we'll see. It's enough for me to uh, jump back in. Oh, gosh. <laughs> His squad by the end of the season is going to be Dante Pettis, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, DeAndre <laughs> Washington, and uh hey, Jared mckinnon i'm not gonna have any room for them just let's be honest <laughs> we are loaded baby it's the year of the rona addy it's only gonna be those guys um Ayuk, very interesting uh very very interested in him i think that by all the reports he is very ready uh to contribute but he's also dealing with some injury stuff right now right the hamstring. he's banged up a lot of hammies right now Lee. just what's going on with all these hamstring injuries I don't know. It's it's pretty easy to upset. I mean, these guys run super hard, so you're probably going to pull some at some point. Um, I don't think it's anything too serious. It's prob- probably just soreness because they don't have anybody there. They can't really afford to keep having everybody get hurt and sign your Kevin Whites or whatever, whoever they're signing. So I I think it's precautionary. It's definitely decently easy to kind of tweak that hamstring a little bit. You run super hard, um, but I, I think he'll be all right. Yeah, I'm looking at him right now on Roto World. Uh, the Athletic raved on Monday. This was from the 25th that Ayuk has been as good as advertised, but he has a mild hamstring strain right now. So something to keep an eye on. Yeah, um, they're so banged up that I mean, truly, like these Kendrick Bournes, Trent Taylor, who is the receiver version of McKinnon, mm-hmm. the guy that just has not been able to stay healthy, but Jimmy G loves him. Could could truly like if he if he gets the playing time out there, could catch 80 balls. Sucks for Jalen Hurd, too. I was excited to see him this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it yeah, sucks, man. It's a bummer, man. Really sucks. They just got a, a bunch of fun receivers that, you know, sometimes they suck, but you're always just optimistic about them. Yeah. <laughs> always optimistic. But if Dante Pettis had regular hair, Addy wouldn't That's give right. a rip about him. Keep it pink, Dante. We know George Kittle just got paid along with Travis Kelsey, so let's go around the room. Lisa, I'm going to start with you as our guest, Dynasty League, you taking Kittle or Kelsey as your tight end one? I think I'm taking Kittle. All um, right. Yep. Kittle, is it just because of the age? Uh, not only the age, if you think about it, he's really kind of the only weapon outside of maybe Mostert or or Coleman in that offense. I don't really know who else Jimmy G would kind of target in that situation. So I think his his production and the age factors into it too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think just overall, he's got the better. I don't know if it's a better role necessarily. I think Casey's got the better offense, but I'd, I'd still go Kittle. All right, Kittle, Bobby, what about you? Double down, love that Lee. All right, Addy, hit us with it. What is it, Kittle versus Kelsey Dynasty? Yeah, it's Kittle for me as well. All right, Here's- I guess I'm going to buck the trend here and go Kelsey. Um, <sighs> taking the 30 year old. Yeah, just because. I think he's one of these guys that's going to play late into his 30s, and I'll I'll take uh, the guy that's tethered to Mahomes. Yeah, that's a good point. You forget about that. Hey, let's not let's not forget to wish Travis Kelsey a happy birthday on October 5th. He'll be 31. 
maybe uh, maybe he'll catch 31 touchdown passes this season in that uh, Chiefs offense too. All right, good one. Thank you. I'm running out of steam here, having to deal with you. Uh, so it's one of them weeks. Daddy needs a vacation. Uh, let's talk about the defense. Nick Bosa, just something to keep in mind. He is week to week with a muscle strain in his leg. Lee is when you come up against these uh, injury reports and you hear something like muscle strain in the leg, what the hell does that mean to you? How do you make sense of that? Uh, it, it just means he kind of hurt his leg a little bit. There's a little soreness in that leg. I mean, they don't really give a whole lot of info. You're going to have to delve deep in or, into it. Um, honestly, I haven't gotten a chance to read up on what this muscle strain could be. There's a whole lot of muscles in your leg that could be strained at that point. Um, but I, I guess if that's all they're calling it, then it's, it's probably more of a rest thing. A lot of these things seem right. Like, like rest things just because like we mentioned earlier, this would be like what week three or four of the preseason. They don't want to keep, keep these guys going just full speed all the time. They don't want to hurt them right before the season. So, um, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't worry about it too much. Yeah. The, the, the report I read said he is questionable for week one. So just, if you have Nick Bosa, I know a lot of us, you know, probably have them in at least one league, maybe. Just uh, just be aware. Just just be checking out the Saturday Injury Report podcast with Dr. Lezis before week one to make sure that uh, Nick Bosa is going to be okay. Um, otherwise, we know what Nick Bosa is. He's amazing. The pressure is incredible. D Ford, Addy, give us your D Ford take. D Ford, yeah. I mean, if you look on like a per-snap basis, there was no one better last year's as far as sacks go. Now, obviously, we you can't just extrapolate that out and say, oh, he's going to have – 40 sacks. <laughs> Not going to work that way. But it's the year of the Rona, Addy. Sure. We never know. Hey, hey, never know. We are through the looking glass in 2020. 40 sacks. I mean, you know, we're looking about six to nine sacks a week for Mr. Ford. <laughs> Just going to keep milking that one, huh? It's a good one. It is a good one. Uh, but no, I mean... I, I just need we need D Ford to get like between four hundred to to five hundred snaps, and I think he'll be worth the the price he is, which is like you know defensive lineman thirty to oh. to thirty five. So he's cheap, nice upside. That that line's gonna actually need him now since they don't have DeForest Buckner. I don't think that team's gonna be as good this year, boys. I think so. I think they're gonna come down, and it's it's narrative street. The Super Bowl hangover tends to hit the Super Bowl loser harder than the winner. So they're just banged up to start. They are, yeah. man. They're I mean, so injured. This is not this is not like a Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes type quarterback who can make magic out of nothing here. Yeah. Um, so all right, we're each gonna talk about these next three players um one at a time here. So I'm gonna hit us with the Kinlaw take. Bobby, I want your Eric Armstead take. And then, Lee, you're going to hit us with the Fred Warner take because there's a lot of Fred love at this table, so we need an outsider to give us an unbiased opinion. Javon Kinlaw, I'm not interested this year, but for 2021 and beyond, I'm intrigued. I picked him up in our RSO league. He signed to a one-year deal. I'm going to see how things play out. He's obviously picked to be the Buckner replacement there. They traded into that spot, traded Buckner away, selected a defensive tackle. I'm not saying he's going to be Buckner, but I think that's what they took him to be in the future. So keep an eye out in Dynasty Leagues. Eric Armstead, Bobby, with Buckner gone, you have some concerns, I think. Yeah, I'm not a huge Armstead guy. Um, I think Buckner was a lot of the reason why Armstead you know, had so many sacks and everything last year. And Buckner really had kind of a down year last year. So I'm not drafting Armstead as high as his ADP would suggest right now. So still talented, but exactly what you put. Grab him and then grab another D tackle because he might not pan out. 
Yeah, so I've got Ed Oliver and Eric Armstead because I'm just not going all in on Armstead. Too much up in the air there with Buckner gone. Uh, Fred Warner, Lee, give us the unbiased, uh, non-big three love for Fred Warner and his dad take on the linebacker there in San Francisco. How are you, how are you feeling about Fred this year? I think I like Fred a lot. Um, I think if you look at it realistically, they'll probably be playing from behind a little bit just because their offense, I don't think will be able to really, really keep up a whole lot. So offenses are probably running the ball. So if you think about it, just from a linebacker perspective, they'll probably get a lot of chances, a lot of tackles. Um, but I want to look at it just from the mixed martial arts perspective. Have you guys seen that man kick a punching bag at all? So that was not Fred Warner, sadly. <laughs> oh, was it not? No, yeah. no. I, I, I think Fred Warner. The internet got catfished a little bit, Addy. Yeah. Yeah. Should have looked at the comments, Lee. That's the problem with your generation. <laughs> yes. That's the problem. I thought he tweeted it. I thought you said that you liked his generation. Uh, well, sometimes. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> not always. Like sports around here. No, but I, I, I think he's definitely a safe play. Mm-hmm. All right, Addy, hit us with the Quan Alexander. Are we... Uh, do we need to be doing the Quan this year? Are we going to yes. bring it back? Yes, Quan's going to be the guy. I don't think it's going to be Dre Greenlaw unless something happens to either Quan or Fred. So, uh, great price for Quan. People, everyone, you know, is scared to death because of the injury history, which it, it is. Yeah, it's something that's we should be concerned about. But the price now is uh, it's a no-brainer for him. Still very young, 26 years old. Um, and he didn't have the, the year that he typically does when he's out there. Um but this stuff just comes and goes, you know, that's kind of how IDP goes. Players have up and down years. Um, I mean, I'm not going to be surprised if he's leading the team in tackles, if he's, if he ends up, you know, staying healthy the whole year, I'd love to see where he went in shark city. I think I got him there in one of our other leagues where he was just going late, late, late. I was like, why is Quan Alexander still here? He's yeah. still the starter alongside Fred Warner. Let's not forget this. Right. Go back now, and look at his Tampa Bay production. And it's like, yes. Oh gosh. Oh wow. Yeah. Quan that Alexander was, was a top 12 guy. That was next to Levante David too. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I, I tweeted about this a, a month or so ago about how, you know, I'm probably going to be fading Fred this year. I'm not going to have a lot of Fred mm-hmm. uh, in redraft. I've luckily got him in dynasty already, but just the price is too high. He's going as a linebacker 12. If you look at how he played when Quan was out there, it's not what you want for, for drafting someone that high. He was averaging like eight or nine points a game yeah. with Quan. Without, he was averaging close to 18 points a game. But I would say in dynasty, don't sell Fred now. Fred was a great right. sale last year. But now that we're probably one, maybe towards the end of his San Francisco career. We'll if you talk look about that yeah, here in just a sec. But Fred now is just just hold him, just keep him. He's yeah. not going to be maybe an LB. He's probably going to be a solid LB two for you this year. But yeah. when Quan's gone and it's just him and a more mature Drake Greenlaw, that could be one of the best LB combinations yeah. in the in Quan the and Drake in twenty twenty. Yeah, is my suggestion. Yes. But he's an obvious hold. He's going to potentially be one of the best linebackers in the league. I, I totally agree. He's 23 years old. Dre Greenlaw, 23 years old. Quan, 26. Um, I took a uh, took a flyer on Greenlaw in our main league for the post-Quan potential. Bobby, you mentioned it, the Quan era could be coming to an end after this year when the team can save $6 million against the salary cap that should be a lot lower than what it is mm-hmm. this year in 2021. So I think... Depending on how Greenlaw does and and Fred does, you know, if Quan plays his brains out, they're not going to cut the guy, I don't think. But it's just something to be aware of. You always have to pay attention 
because that should inform your grade, you know, Dre Greenlaw take. Maybe it's not 2020 because they let Quan play out this contract, then they go and save six million dollars when the cap gets sliced by 10 million. Something to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. So, Lisas, we're uh, we're coming down the home stretch here. You doing all right? Yeah, I'm feeling good. I just looked it up. So where I got confused was Fred Warner tweeted, "Yes, this is me." Stop asking. So oh. I saw that tweet and I was like, "Damn, Fred Warner out here kicking punching bags, man! That is solid." And then the next day, which I didn't see, he he added the guy um, in the tweet and said, "Hey, this ain't me." So I got that was a little mix up on my part, but I got I got tricked by Fred Warner himself. So that's I'll, true. I'll Fre- Fred Fred putting the confusing tweets out there not helping matters. Not and let's be honest, most people just glance at the headline and then take it as gospel from there on mm-hmm. out. Sounds like you need to sit through some fishing training. No, no. I don't think you do. I don't think do you're right. I don't think, I'm not sure you need to be on the internet if you don't know how to navigate it. Maybe it was just a bad day. It's just, <laughs> we all have off tired. days. Man. We're all a little tired. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not willing to look past this. <laughs> you're going to miss your six to nine coming at me hard right now, man. <laughs> I know, dude. Oh, uh, so let's. Uh, I love you. I'm just kidding with you. Yeah, you got a good ass heart. Just, <laughs> just an absolute train wreck here, like uh, like a train on fire coming into Seattle to talk about the Seahawks. Uh, we can zoom through these guys because the defense, fellas, you're gonna see. I've got three guys down as potential fantasy targets, so not much going on there with the Seattle defense. Well, let's talk about the starters: Russell Wilson at quarterback, Chris Carson. Rashad Penny, if you want to throw him in there, and DJ Dallas at running back, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, and Philip Dorsett at wide receiver, and Greg Olson and Will Disley at tight end. On defense, Rasheem Green and LJ Collier at defensive end, Jerron Reed and Puna Ford at defensive tackle, KJ Wright and Bobby Wagner at linebacker, Shaquille Griffin, Trey Flowers, and Quentin Dunbar at cornerback, and Jamal Adams and Quandre Diggs at safety. Mr. Unlimited Russell Wilson now, did you all see this where, uh, you know, because it's the whole let Russ cook movement on Twitter, kind of annoying. But Brian Schottenheimer said the plan is to let Russ cook. I'm hoping this happens because um, I, I want the whining to stop. I want fantasy and, and football Twitter to just stop it with the unleash Russ. But it would also be a lot of fun. I think if they do go past happy, Russ is a nice dark horse MVP choice. Uh, if this actually does happen, because I think Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson unleashed Bobby would be a lot of fun. Yeah, Russell Wilson is so intelligent, too, especially from a running perspective. That dude knows how to get out of bounds. He knows how to get down. He doesn't take hard hits. He gets first down. He keeps the ball moving. Um, man, Russell Wilson isn't talked about enough, I don't think. Not necessarily the whole Mr. Unlimited thing, but um, that dude can play some football. He can drop the ball into Lockett and DK like like the best of them. Yeah, we just want to see him throw for five thousand yards. Just let it happen. Yeah. His his, uh, his max year was forty two nineteen. He can more, get there. The more you think about it, too, it could be possible. We'll talk about him. Chris Carson, Rashad Penny are still not great, yeah. you know. And DJ Dallas has got some nice hands. Mm-hmm. Um, Travis Homer is not going to be a thing. So, Mr. Unlimited could be a thing this year. Yeah, CJ Prosize ain't walking through that door. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch ain't walking through that door. And them shoes is up on back up on the telephone wire. I love that. You do. I love that. <laughs> so, Lee, um, which of these three running backs? We have Rashad Penny on the pups. Let's set him aside. 
Chris Carson, DJ Dallas, how are you sorting these guys out for 2020? Yeah, so I'm I'm the Chris Carson owner. I'm a little partial to Chris Carson. Um, I've I've liked Chris Carson since he came into the league. He's a hard runner. Um, that being said, he does have some fumbling issues. That's really where where it comes down to. Um, I think realistically, I think early in the season, Chris Carson is going to have the load for it. Um, he'll have the majority of the carries. But you know, if he starts coming down with those those butter hands again, them butter fingers, I think DJ Dallas can definitely step up into that role. And like you mentioned, um, he, he seems to have some pretty good hands too coming out of the backfield. Uh, Chris Carson's not necessarily known for his uh, his pass catching ability out of the backfield. We saw him almost drop that one touchdown in the end zone that was just straight to him. It was wide open, a little scary. But um, I, th- I think earlier in the year you want to lean Chris Carson, but if things start to go downhill with him, those fumbling issues pop up, DJ Dallas is, is the one to have. I think it means a lot, too, that Russ said his favorite rookie is DJ Dallas. That's nice. We were talking about that on the last show. What you want to hear is your teammates praising you Mm -hmm. because they don't have an obligation like a coach does to prop you up. But if your teammates are giving love, especially to a rookie, Bobo, that's uh, that's pretty significant. Yeah. DJ Dallas could be. Where did he come out of? Miami? Miami. Yeah. Woo, they passed the ball down there. He is the back I want at the end of the season. Chris Carson, I agree with you, Lee. Beginning of the season. That's going to be his job. Nah. End of the season, it's going to be DJ Dallas. Ah, fam, you just fumbled that take. So, uh, Lee, just someone that's been keeping up with Chris Carson, is he okay? Uh, I've, is he I've seen from him. His hip, hip injury he had last year. I've seen him rolling around in training camp. He's running real hard. Um, he's been getting in on on actual downs and stuff. So, as far as right now goes, with him not even on the pup, I think it's good. We're we're looking good for the start of the season. Uh, I bet you. I bet you're hoping he looks good for the start of the season. Stop, don't do that, to me, Bobby. Don't scare uh-huh. me. Yeah, yeah. Stop it. Wow. So this is. I did not realize this. So he's missed a lot of practice, but he's missed a lot of practice. Nine of eleven. Never forget. Uh, <laughs> due to multiple deaths in his family. Wow. Oh. It was all personal. It wasn't. It doesn't look like anything related to, um, anything related to health. I forgot they have Carlos Hyde there as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. right. That was interesting. This seems more insurance. I'll, I'll be surprised if he doesn't get cut, to be honest. Is he insurance or is he a starting running back? Don't, Bob, stop. Hey, yeah, Carlos man. Hyde in Houston. Hey, he got some carries last year. Questions. If you're just, looking for the, the uh, Chris Carson hype, you're on the wrong <laughs> podcast, brother. I need it. On the DJ train, baby. What did Rashad Penny do? Was it an ACL? MCL? Tore yeah. everything in his just, leg. Just right. like t- throw a grenade in there. Every <laughs> every right. ligament that you could have was just shredded. B- Lesus, what's the worst possible? Let's set aside like paralysis or having his head ripped <laughs> off. What's the worst <laughs> possible injury that a running back could sustain? Um, I think realistically, probably an, an Achilles. I think Achilles are one of the ones that are just real, real downers for you. It's hard to get that explosiveness back, especially as a running back. Hard to get that speed. It's easily torn again. It's something that you really need to monitor and make sure that you rehab um, pretty effectively, pretty precisely, or else you could really have some problems with it. So probably, probably the Achilles for me, I think, is is the uh, the death there. Yeah, Achilles is the grossest injury too because the way it rolls up your leg like a fruit roll up ugh, just makes me like want to puke. Xavier McKinney. Yes. Yeah. He broke his foot. Well, no, wait, no. It was Grant, Grant, Grant Delpit. Delpit. Grant Delpit. 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 Delpit.
Tyler Lockett has serious top 12 upside. Hey, doesn't hey, he? hey, unlock it. No, God. <laughs> Just walk out of the stone shack, Addy. That's your home. That's your grand slam. That was Addy's three and oh grand slam right there. Bases loaded. Wrap it up on that one. Yep. <laughs> I love, uh, I love TL for this year. I hate that I don't own him anymore, but yeah, if Mr. Unlimited is a real thing, um, Gosh, DK and Tyler could both be wide receiver ones, which is crazy to say, but absolutely possible. The amount of touchdowns to receptions that Lockett has in his career is just unfathomable. Russ loves Lockett. He knows where he's going to be at. Um, gosh, man. It's a- I think they have one of the better connections in the league. If you look at the one mm-hmm. pass that he had against the Rams in the corner of the end zone, Russ placed it perfect. Lockett made the perfect catch. It's just they they seem to just really have that connection. I was at that game. That was the one of the most incredible catches I've ever seen. We, we everyone in the stadium was like, "Oh, he dropped it," and then they showed the replay, and it was almost unbelievable that he could fit that ball into that window. Hmm. It was wild. Threaded that needle, yes, sir. I was about to say that. I love when you said that. <laughs> you mailed it. You like to mail things. Sure. To me, I can't read lips. At all. You knew what I said that one. Yeah, no you, well, you did like a little needle motion with sure, your fingers. So I sure. knew what you were doing. Just drive that home. So, um, Lisa, do you want Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf this year? I want Lockett. Um, I, I just think the rapport that they have, he's the big play explosive guy. DK's got the potential. Um, potential, like Bobby just said, wide receiver ones for both of them. But I, I just like the big playability out of Lockett. He's just got too many touchdown to catch ratio or to to have a touchdown to catch ratio to pass up for me. Do we think he's still going to have the uh the return work? I know that's something that always made Lockett really appealing. Is that See, that's, some- that's what's scary though cuz he had he had the leg issues mm-hmm. the end of last year. I haven't read up too much on kind of the special teams unit they've been putting out, so he doesn't I mean, open so. He doesn't need to have the special teams. He needs to stay out there on yeah. the offense. I'm yeah, not yeah. I'm never a big fan of that. I don't know. I know. You know, Michael Hardman, you look at uh, Lockett, you look at some of these, I think Hendo maybe a little bit last year. Don't do not do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Put Kevin White out there. I swear they had T.Y. Hilton back catching punts in Colts training camp. Really? It's like, guys, remember what happened to T.Y. last year? Gosh. Let's not yeah. put him in more situations where it he just, could get hurt. For whatever reason, it seems like you're more likely to get injured. You're on, on the field more. It's yeah, just like... Sure. You know, I don't really want to talk about this next guy, but I know we have to because he's going to have fantasy relevance, which is ridiculous. And Greg Olson. Greg Olson, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, he's going to catch some balls. He is. And you're going to have to think about maybe rostering him at some point. Absolutely. So weird. He should. I mean, is he going to be the – he'll be the starting tight end, right? With Disley probably being slowly – Yeah, I think worked back in. I think yeah. they're going to lean on Greg Olson as they bring Will Disley back along and, and kind of see where his health is because that – ACL, Achilles. Mm. I mean, he had the the poo poo platter of terrible injuries. <laughs> so um, they still have Tyler Lockett as the return guy on our lads. So uh-huh. now that that's uh, take who, it as do gospel. You do you want DK or uh, Lockett? Lockett for me. I think I'm gonna go DK here, man. I think DK just has just that freak ability. Yes, I was looking up his athletic profile. Six foot three, two hundred and twenty eight pounds. 99th percentile 40 yard dash 433 99th percentile speed score 97th percentile burst score 91st percentile catch radius it's incredible this is dk this is dk metcalf if you're buying into the narrative that russ is they're gonna let russ fling it 
this has got to be the guy that benefits the most from that. Yeah, because Lockett's your downfield, six receptions, 120 yards for a touchdown. DK's your 10 receptions, 80 yards, and maybe two scores. I just expect them to target him a lot more this yeah, year. Yeah, I agree. I think it for me now, if they don't give Lockett the return work, that changes the equation a little bit for me because we're in return yardage leagues. So I like that little bonus there from Lockett. But if they take him off that, which they should, yeah. probably go DK. Yeah. I think the whole thing I'm thinking about more is just maybe you think more about DJ Dallas. If Russ is saying he likes him, if they're wanting to let him throw the ball, you got two banged up running backs. Oh, my gosh. You just got him in Shark City, like super late. Yeah, he's one of those perfect ads towards the end of your draft. Oh, yeah. All these rookies are, though. Even I've noticed now Josh Kelly's getting the hype pieces out. I saw that today, too. So it's all, I mean, truly, all these rookies we love. Josh Rookie running back season. Lee, who is your favorite uh, rookie running back right now? I I can answer this for him. It's uh, Michael P. Ryan out of the Jets. (laughs) The one that's gotten the least amount of uh, pub the whole offseason. Honestly, I think it's Jonathan Taylor. I, I like the down downfield running scheme he's got the Colts O line is just hard to hard to pass up. So easy to run behind. That means going to have 2000 yards rushing. At some That's point a big three year. approval right there. Three thumbs up. For the go. big three right there. Let's go. So um, the defense, like I said, guys, I mean, we can talk about some of these guys like Jerron Reed, defensive tackle required leagues, blah, blah, blah. Uh, LJ Collier. I've got him. I took him in the rookie draft two years ago. Maybe he's a thing. Who the hell knows? But there's three guys, K.J. Wright, Bobby Wagner, Jamal Adams. Um, I said in a crazy COVID year, I'm going to cling to B-Wags if I have them, like a life raft and a stormy sea. It's just safe. He's probably, is there a safer player in IDP than Bobby Wagner? I'm not sure. No, I don't think I so. I think he is so locked in, so rock solid. K.J. Wright, Addy, we talked a little bit about him. He was fine. He was actually pretty good last year. It's kind of an Anthony Anthony Walker, Darius Leonard type situation where he gets a little bit overshadowed. But that said, are you owning KJ Wright anywhere? No, I'm not owning him anywhere. Bobby, Mm -hmm. leaves us. Do you have KJ Wright anywhere? No, sir. So, yeah, it's like one of those guys, kind of like the Jarvis Landry conundrum that I was coming up against is like, Landry's actually kind of underrated and pretty good for fantasy, but I just don't want him. And I don't really know why Mm -hmm. probably because he's playing next to Bobby Wagner. So let's talk about the big question mark here. Probably one of the biggest question marks in all of IDP is what do we think of Jamal Adams in Seattle? My question is it's fair to expect a downturn in his numbers, right? Right. I think so. I mean, he just has Bobby Wagner in front of him now. Um, but they have, I mean, when they had good safety play there, like chancellor and those, those thumper types, they use them a lot and they use them up near the line, kind of what Jamal thrives at doing. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think Jamal Adams is still going to be, is he going to be number one? I don't know. I I don't think number one, there's a lot of good safeties that, yeah. But I don't think he's going to drop out of like the top five. No, no, no. So, I mean, he's, he's still super safe. Um. Yeah, I love Jamal. I just think that with the newness, you know, and everything, that you know, maybe expect less this year. And then Bobby Wagner's getting up there in age. He yeah. is. Jamal's going to probably be the piece that sticks around the longest now. Oh, for sure. Um, but what do you think, Bob? I think that 
Jamal Adams might be their best pass rusher right now. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. probably true. Yep. You know, so they're going to have to use him. And the other thing, too, I like about Jamal is they have good safeties behind him. You know, I like Quandre Diggs. I I was really hype on uh, Marquise Blair this yeah, year. Sure. Somebody Adams been hyping for a while uh, until this whole trade happened. And then obviously, you know, Bradley McDougal, you know, you can think whatever you want to about, you know, his role in the defense last year. But um, I don't know. I think maybe we're probably selling Jamal Adams a little bit too much right now. I think Adams right in that, you know, chancellor role. I think that you could probably see a resurgence of Jamal Adams and just his excitement to be away from freaking the beat. Mr. B hole. What do they call him? Uh, yeah. Mr. B hole. B- yeah. Mr. Adam Gase and Greg Williams. I have coached a lot better safeties than you as he's bleaching <laughs> uh, his goatee. Um, here's the thing. Yeah. Well, but when just in times constantly. of uncertainty, huh? He's just constantly, just always, just always coloring it. Hundred percent <laughs> of the time, he's uh, awake. Um, in times of uncertainty, look to what we know for certain. Jamal mm-hmm. Adams has got to be happier to be away from New York, mm-hmm. where things were just that relationship was crumbling. We mm-hmm. so we know Jamal's happier. We know the Seahawks just gave up multiple first round picks to get this guy. Mm-hmm. So they've invested a lot in Jamal Adams. We know they tried to trade it away. Bradley McDougal. So it's not like Jamal Adams is coming into a really crowded room. It's basically a swap. And so, yeah, I think it's fair to scale him back a little bit, maybe take him off the top of the mountain, but I'm not taking him out of the top five. Yeah. I think that's crazy. And I think we're all pretty open him returning right back there. Oh yeah. Let's, let's just see this year. Yeah. Yeah. Like let's see if uh, even this year, I mean, first couple games, he's got like three sacks and you know, then yeah. Force fumble. We're like, okay, yeah. Jamal's back. He's, he's just fine. Yeah. Also on this defense, pay attention, especially in dynasty to Jordan Brooks and Daryl Taylor. There you go. Mm. So there's not a decent, you know, John Reed had a couple decent years. Sorry, Josh, but I don't really think that LJ Collier is going to be a whole lot of anything right now. Yeah, I don't think so either. But Daryl Taylor could be a nice sleeper, especially, you know, nobody's really paying attention to him right now. No. He's going after Caleb Von Chason. He's going after Gross Matos. He's going after Epinesa. Absolutely. Um, even Okwara and the uh, some of the New England guys are going before him too. So, um, And then Jordan Brooks, I don't know. I've got mixed emotions on him right now. Um, I've seen some great things, and then I've seen some questionable things as well. So um, just put a pin in that. Yeah, Daryl Taylor, 6'4", 267. He was their second-round pick. So yeah. they they invested high draft capital out of Tennessee. Shout-out to our boy J.D. J.D. Mm-hmm. loved him. He said he's a beast. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. We should have talked about Clowney, I guess. He's not technically attached to the Seahawks. He's a free agent. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, if he was like still, you know, yeah, I guess that's true. On the squad, we could, but he's just floating out world. there, and who knows what's going to happen. So, as we wrap up, Addy, you made a good point. I've done some recalculating here as we've gone through these teams. Let's give our final predictions, and I wish we had done this for every episode. Final predictions, and if you say six to nine, I'm going to literally punch you in your face. No, I'm going to tell uh, Boo Bam right now. Absolutely no uh, Cody Barton love. Yeah. <laughs> we do not talk about anyone who's named Cody on this podcast. No Cody talk, boo-bam. You know better. Um, so let's give our final predictions here of finishes. Lisa, since you are our guest, we will go to you last to give you more time to think. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks at 12-4 and four as the best team in the division. 
I'm going to go with, I've swapped it. I've, I'm, I'm risen them up just a little bit here. I'm going with the Cardinals at nine and seven. So I'm going to give them another win. I'm going to go with the 49ers at eight and eight. And I'm going to go with the Rams at six and 10. Hmm. So Bobby hit us with your fa- uh, final finishes here. I'm going to go with the cards at 11 and five. Ooh. Then I'm going to come in with the. Hey. Don't you dare put those Rams the up there. Seattle Seahawks That's right. are going to be at nine and seven. The St. Louis Rams are then going to come in. I don't know. I think I think they're going to think their offense is going to be okay this year. Let's give us an eight and eight year, and then I'm going to fade the 49ers a little bit this year. I'm going to say 49ers seven and nine. I'm going to say we get ahead of the 49ers. All right, Addy, you're up. All right, cards, 12 and four. Seahawks, 10 and six. Ooh. Who 10 team week? Who's the team? Rams and. We just covered uh, all of them. I'm not going to tell you. Rams and uh, 49ers. (laughs) 49ers are going to be nine and seven. The Rams are going to be four and twelve. Four oh, and 12. oh just, just just a dagger to both these guys' hearts. All right, Lisa, hit us with your final finishes. All right, so I've got Seahawks up top, twelve and four. We've got the Cards next, but they're going ten and six. Uh, Niners coming in at nine and seven, and then Rams six and ten. As much oh. as it pains me to say it. Yeah, watch the Rams go 12 and 4 and make the Super Bowl again. I would love just... that. Please absolutely do that. Prove me wrong. Look, Boobin's got some I like Boobin right here. Yeah, he's he's throwing I told him uh, give us his five. And I had to spell his name different cuz Periscope was filtering out Boobam. I think it had boob in it. <laughs> <laughs> it was fil- I put butt poopy earlier and it filtered that out too. So Boobam has uh yeah, San Francisco at 12 and 4, Seattle at 11 and 5, Cards 9 and 7 and Rams 6 and 10. So I think we all like the Rams to win about four to six games. Oh, yeah. sorry, Bobby. What was yours? Uh, they're eight and eight. Should, eight and eight. Okay, sorry. I sorry. Should have went seven and nine. Bumped it up. So eight and eight was the worst in the division, right? That was the, they were they're still fourth though. You had them. You had them ahead of the Forty Nine ers I had the Forty Nine ers Oh, were they? Uh, what I say? I don't know. I wasn't listening. Seven and nine, maybe. Yeah, somewhere in there. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's possible. All right, we got another one from Danger Zone. Hawks twelve and four, cards ten and six, Rams and Niners at eight and eight. Ooh, so, Rams ten and bad. six. No, no, no. Okay, Rams, Rams and Niners eight and eight. <laughs> Sorry, Mister Six and Nine here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We got Sean McVay is in here. It says Rams twelve and four. Oh, he's not even. Hey, giving shout him. out Sean. He's Didn't not know even sixteen oh, wins. He's nice. like, yeah, we're going seventeen and zero. We're going to play an extra game this season. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Nice All right, guy. Dr. Lesus, we appreciate you joining us. We kept it under two hours, guys. I, I thought we were going about three once Addy started spouting off uh, his favorite sports cliches, uh, but we did it. We kept it under two hours. Hey, we dug deep. I'm very proud of us. We've done a lot of episodes here recently. We're coming back with like a, a borderline megapod on Monday for this NFC yeah. North preview. A lot of guests. So yeah. let's, let's run down some of them because uh, we'll give the listeners something to look forward to here. So for the Lions, we're going to have our boys from IDP guys, Nate and Sean, come on over to talk the team in Detroit, Minnesota. We got our boys from Bless the Knees. Justin and Andy are going to be joining us. 
for the Bears. We got our one of our favorites, Kyle Bellinelli, coming in to talk Bears. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. Zach Maggs is going to be talking Bears. Yes. And Kyle Bellinelli is going to be talking Packers. Wow, you almost did it there. Almost stepped in it, confusing the Packers mm-hmm. and the Bears fans. So uh, going to be a lot of fun. Lisas, did you, what What would you give us on a final finish for this episode? Where are we coming in at the season season final? What do you wait? What do you mean? <laughs> where is this? Uh, where is this episode? Are we a twelve and four episode? Are we a ten? Oh, and six the episode? rank, rank it. Okay. Um, I uh, with with all four of us here. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's a sixteen and zero, and that's Heck that's yeah. that's a no brainer. That's the only answer that was the correct answer. Love you, Lisa. Yeah. I, don't know. I appreciate you guys having me on. It's always a blast. Looking forward to starting up this injury podcast every Saturday. So. Mm. Definitely fun stuff coming up. Big tings, as we like to say around sure. here. Big tings. Big All tings. right. Before we go, Lizus, where can people follow you on Twitter? Hit us with the new Twitter handle. It's at Dr. Lizus, of course, D-R-L-E-E-Z-U-S. Check it out. It's going to be dropping some nugs on us here before the season starts. So thank you all for listening. Thanks for tuning in on Periscope, on Twitch. We didn't get called the C word on Twitch, Adam, right. so that yeah. was good. <laughs> that was our second comment on Twitch. So Welcome to Twitch. Sure. I guess it's a rite of passage over there. Thanks to everyone for the comments tonight. We had a lot of people in the uh, in our comments, you know, participating with us. That was fun. Thanks, guys, for doing that. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. Stuff. And uh, we'll see you guys on Monday. We will not be doing a live stream because we have all these different guests trickling in. But we will be back with a live stream for that Thursday preview episode, the night the season kicks off. Look forward to that. And uh, we will catch you guys next week. Dr. Lezus, we love you, baby. Love you, bros. We'll see you next time. Y'all take care. See ya. If you like Big 3 IDP, you'll love the IDP guys. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, basically anywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, And, I mean, mostly I'm just really sorry about Mike's marriage. That's, That's really what I'm here to say. Right, right. If you want hot takes on Mike's failing marriage and talk about poop occasionally, sometimes IDP and fantasy football in general, and you like to worship Babu Freak and follow Tony Johns to protect Baby Yoda, that's the place for you, idpguys.org. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, guys? It's Josh. And one of the things that you may not know about me is that in addition to hosting this podcast with Bobby and Adam, I'm also a writer. That is my full-time job. But with that said, I'm not as avid as a reader as you might think. That's because it's hard for me to find time to sit down, crack open a book, and read it. But what I do love are audiobooks. And one of my absolute favorites, and I know as football fans you will appreciate this, is Boys Will Be Boys, The Glory Days and Party Nights of the Dallas Cowboys Dynasty. I know my boy Johnny the Greek loves this book as well. And you have to check out the audiobook version. Author Mori, the narrator, does a fantastic job of 
bringing this crazy, wild, you will not believe it, your jaw will drop story from Jeff Perlman to life in such vivid and rich detail that I really do prefer the audiobook version to the print version. And here's the good news. You can actually listen to it for free. We have partnered up with Audible. And if you go to audibletrial.com slash big3idp, you're going to get a free 30-day trial of Audible. Now, that includes one audiobook plus select Audible Originals. After the trial, you get that same setup with a rotating selection of Audible Originals plus exclusive sleep tracks and guided wellness programs. Audible has the biggest selection of audiobooks on the planet. It's only $14.95 a month after the 30-day trial. You can cancel anytime, and they'll even send you an email reminder before your trial ends. So go to audibletrial.com slash big3idp. Check out Boys Will Be Boys by Jeff Perlman. You are not going to regret it. That's audibletrial.com slash big3idp. Check it out. Dream team, Adam, Bobby, Josh, you got the news feed. It's the big three, it's the dream team. Big three, IDP, let's go. Big three, it's the dream team. Adam, Bobby, Josh, you got the news feed. It's the big three, it's the dream team. Big three, IDP, let's go.